All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Ill-Mannered NBA Podcast, aptly titled, Not a Game, Not a Game, Not a Game, because we don't play games here at all. In the studio this week, you have myself, Damian Randall, uh, joining me, rejoining me again this week, the one man who's been here every week. Introduce yourself once again. Uh, Christopher Martin Washington. Come on, man. You just gave like your whole tax return. I name. just feel like I can't say the <laughs> same thing every time. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Good luck, motherfucker. <laughs> May the odds are forever be in your favor with that one. All right, and rejoining <laughs> us again from the very, very first week, my brother over here. What's up, man? This is Scotty Spittin', a.k.a. Scotty P., or you can call me by my government, Paris Corner. And finally, the one we've been waiting for. Finally called him right. up from the D-Leagues. That's right. Not the D-Leagues. He's it. <laughs> yeah. Called him up. He had a, he had a two-game suspension at the beginning of the season, so he had to sit. Yeah, you know. Finally right. made it. Go on and introduce yeah, yourself yeah, to the people you know, out there. This is little brother. This is uh, this is Golden, you know. Scotty's little brother, the, the favorite one, the golden child. That's right. <laughs> All right, so this 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 should be a good one this week. Uh, unfortunately, Frank got caught up at IKEA this weekend, um, and uh, he won't be able to make it. That's a true story. Man down, man <laughs> down, hand down, man down. He Swallow said that message like at once. Something sure did. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I some wish me luck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to build something after. I Ain't had, no luck. I had IKEA duty a couple of weeks back. It's it's terrible. It's terrible. It's, it's terrible. Like like Paris said, man, you don't just bring it home and it's there. You gotta yeah. you gotta spend oh, twice yeah. as much time yeah. setting it up. Right. You gotta build right. parts to build. I really, parts. I almost get nervous and kind of sick to my stomach when somebody <laughs> mentions IKEA. It's yeah. like, nah, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I don't want to be lost involved. In there. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I just, I just, I would just rather pay extra. Just like, mm-hmm. man, just let it show up to my house. You know how simple. happy I get when I when I finally see that wear room area, I, um, like. I don't know when you're going through all that that whole damn maze. Oh, I don't even go up there to that. Oh, see, I don't I even have go to, go to the show. The I just go maze. straight down to the warehouse. See, man, when I hit that warehouse, I'd be like, man, this is just so great. It's, it's, it's almost time. You could tell y'all all got women in y'all life. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I hit the right warehouse, now. it's like, man, it's almost time. We got 30 minutes to sit in line now. Yeah. <laughs> nobody goes voluntarily. <laughs> no, yeah, IKEA think, goes back to the college days, man. I don't really? think me and my girl ever been to IKEA together. Uh, that's why you was quiet the whole time. Really you didn't have really that experience. Get out like that. Really like be that. Going to IKEA. I only go to IKEA when I move. Uh, I haven't moved in eight anyway. years. Anyway, anyway, so back to the lesson at hand. Um, we're here to talk about some some good NBA talk. We had another good week. the The second week of NBA action went down. We had some good games this week. Some good firsts. Um, some teams may have surprised us. Some teams may have disappointed us. Uh, before we get to the key games, I, I did want to uh, congratulate both uh, both Golden and Paris. Their team, the Lakers, finally uh, etched one dub. in the W column. That's right. Got that dub against the Crooklyn Nets. Right. You know what I'm saying? That Russell that, emergence. That barn burner. <laughs> it feels like uh, 
like on Don't Be a Menace when he was like, I got a girl, you know, I met a girl named Daishiki. He was like, Daishiki, Daishiki. That's how it feels like Brooklyn, dog. Like Brooklyn, everybody beat Brooklyn. Like, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> like, nah, but you nah, still, son, it ain't nothing like that. You still got one, though. Nah. Yeah, but I don't even want, like, in the post-game interviews, I don't even want y'all talking like, yeah, we worked out some kinks and stuff. Yeah, no, you didn't work out anything. <laughs> you just beat that. Brooklyn. You beat yeah. the worst team did, in the league. You beat the worst team in the league outside of you guys. Right. And, vice and that's versa. the truth of the matter. So yeah. just say, we not there yet. Yeah. You got a W. We not there yet. There's a lot we got to work on. I don't want to hear these false-ass positive. We got the medicine now. The, yeah. You got nothing. Scott talked about he's starting to see life in his young players yeah. now. No, you're not. <laughs> No, you beat not. the Washington Generals, man. <laughs> yeah, wow. Are you supposed no to be? No love, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, Steven 100. I'm just saying, it's like, they're like five-year-olds. Like, y'all are like, bro, like, y'all left hand's not strong. Like, just no. give credit that they didn't throw up all over themselves. You know what I'm saying? No, and man. be happy with their level of development. No. I think on the on the sliding chart of ass teams, y'all are right about where, you know, y'all are on your way. But, like, I, I tell you, you know, y'all learn how to enjoy way, the little victories. If they was on their way, they could have won today. The Knicks aren't very good either. Nope. And uh, I really couldn't tell who was the 37-year-old, Kobe or Carmelo, today. They both, you know. I get that. So, uh, but. You know, the Knicks are one of those teams that I think on paper right now they look like they could be at the middle of the pack. But if you just need to get a quick win in, mm-hmm. like, you should just be able to, like, all right, man, let's go and win this one real quick yeah. and just knock the Knicks out the way. Because yeah. you could just roll over them just by just like, man. Yeah, I really – watching that game today, I wasn't impressed at all. I really thought the Lakers weren't playing great, but they were right there and they literally had the lead and everything. But uh, I think both them, uh, uh, the Knicks and Brooklyn, are, are, are bad teams. And uh, I think the Knicks, it, it'll take a while for you to see that they're not that good. Their record will be, you know – fairly decent but once all-star break rolls around you'll see that they're, they're probably a 30 35 win team or mm-hmm. something they do have one bright spot on their team though. oh they have a very bright spot yeah. the, bright, the bright spot the young guy i think he's gonna be the best player in the nba in about four years the little, no. uh, i can't even pronounce his last name but poor thing i ain't seen enough but yeah. he can play he can definitely play i mean I think <clears throat> from the preseason and Maybe all the footage draft. he can play yeah. Maybe this draft. Yeah, so, this draft. Yeah, that. So you say within the next few years he could be. I think so. You gotta remember too. You know, you could. I'm, I'm coming from the Dirk cloth. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Dirk. That's one of my favorite players ever. Mm-hmm. So, I see a lot of Dirk in him. Obviously, I don't think he's. Nece- I don't think he would be the shooter that Dirk is. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he would need to be either. He's more athletic. He's got more ability. Yeah. He's dirt. more athletic. And, and, dude, like, he's 7'3". And he's got like, a nasty streak. Yeah, yeah. like, that's what Man, you forget. He doesn't move. Like, he doesn't move like nah, a Sean Bradley. Yeah, right, exactly. That's, that's what I was about. telling uh, Paris today. I was like, man, when you watch him move, he moves like he's about 6'9", like like uh, Gallinari or somebody like that. Mm. And uh, he's actually – he's legit 7'3". He can move his feet. Now, I think with him only being 20 years old, the court being bigger – uh, different basketball, just him him not being as strong yet. His shooting isn't there, but when I look at him shoot, I know he can shoot. I don't care if he shoots, you know, thirty five percent from from the uh, as far as jump shots this year, but I know he can shoot. So I, I give him about two or three years, and and that will be consistent. And I, I look for him to have that jump that Dirk had to where the first year or so it was like, man, yeah, he all right, he, you know, he got some potential, but man, when it clicked. It was over, you yep. know, because you got to remember by the time Dirk was in his like third year, maybe fourth year, but I want to say his third year. I mean, there was games where he, he was getting 
40 and, and 20, yeah. 40 and 18 in the playoffs. Like yeah, he was sneaking them in on you. Yeah. So And then the, once he got that, once he hit that a few times, like the following season, it just he just yeah. became consistent with it. I, yeah. I'd buy that if I see a lot. If I see him shooting and he's really – because, you know, some of that stuff Dirk was hitting was just unguardable jump shots, which changes. You know, it's like Pat Ewing. Pat yeah. Ewing is not the same player without an undefeatable 20-foot turnaround jump. Right. He's just not. He didn't have very many other tools. It's just that tool was so nasty. Right. You don't have to have any tools. So, right. I think unless he can really do something that can give him a little separation, because in the playoffs, once I start clamping and, and then killing him, I think that's where he'll fail, as Dirk did for a long time until well, Dirk became just straight the, unconscious the, the that one year. The difference is with, with, with him, uh, he's 7'3". That helps. <laughs> so, yeah. well, Dirk was 6'11", though. No, Dirk is 7 feet. Okay, and that, yeah, was, seven. that was part of the problem for defenders after a while. I was like, okay, yeah, I could play good defense, but it's really not good defense. No, he's yeah, jumping yeah. off his back leg, and he's 7 feet tall. Yeah. You're yeah. there, so, but you're not there. Yeah, you yeah. will not block it. <laughs> right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, he, you, he gets you something to go to tall, on that. still not blocking I'll buy it, but I don't see him just getting getting buckets off all post-up opportunities. No, or, but when or, I watched him play today – when I watch him play today, there's a difference like between him and Julius Randle. When I watch Julius Randle do things, I say, you're always going to struggle with that. That's that you're always whenever you get to the basket, you always take really tough contested layups. That's never going to change with Julius Randle. He, you know, just because he doesn't it's mental. It's mental, it's not, but it's not but, mechanics, it's mental. Right. And and also his the way his footwork is, he he does things really really fast. He doesn't use his body. Yeah. Versus you got a guy like uh, um, Zach Randolph who don't yeah. jump an inch off the ground, but he the way he uses his body, he will always be able to get shots off. Yeah. Randall, Julius Randall. Ran- Julius, he tries to play like he's super athletic, but he's not. But he's, he's so not. he goes to the basket thinking he's about to do some athletic shit, but he's not. <laughs> he doesn't elevate and finish over people because he doesn't have that type of athleticism. Right. So he ends also- up throwing – some raggedy ass layup mm-hmm. at the rim and try to go back and get it. I think he's also not very self aware of his size. Like he's mm-hmm. he's a pretty decent size for yeah, someone that plays his position. Wide shoulders. He should wide. be you know, he should be strong, but I think I think he I think he plays smaller yeah. than he yeah. than he actually and knows. He, he and is. he missed the boat too. I mean he's about twenty years too late. Yeah. I mean you gotta remember the, yeah. that position started changing. He he's the same size as Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony don't play like that. Yeah, right? right. So at the end of the day, I, I guess the point I was making was when I watched Porzingis today, um, the the shots that I saw him getting, I'm like, you're always going to be able to get. Those. Oh no, yeah. I and agree. when you start being able to make that, you know, uh, that's going to open your game up. But I, I don't see him not ever going through a, a time where he can't get those shots. Right. It's yeah. on him. I think I think there's nothing stopping him but his development and where he goes. But and keep in mind, he got the Zen with him. He's crazy. Oh, he got the yeah. Zen with him. And, and he's as probably long as he been, stays there. And he's been getting he coached since he's probably been 12 or something. So that, that helps, too, I think, with yeah. that type of thing. He'll be fine. When you have a really – when you started in a really fundamental basketball situation, you know, yeah. half these guys didn't get coaching until, you know, high school and probably didn't yeah. listen to it till college. So. And, and sometimes, you know, I think people forget, especially when you're looking at – bigs they develop really late so he's still developing and uh when you look at him move that's what i'm intrigued by that's what i was intrigued by with dirk i was like dude he's seven feet tall and he run yeah you gotta remember when he first came you know i'm talking about the first five years dirk he could run he could move he did Mm -hmm. it so smooth he looked fluent he didn't look like a big guy running that's how this dude looks and uh, and to to hit your point about the mean streak 
uh, I was watching the game today, and uh, I think somebody asked him about, you know, him kind of yelling or whatever after he smashed on them boys. Um, and he was, like, talking about Westbrook. He was like, why do I need to change? He was like, look at Westbrook, you know, like. Yeah. So basically, he's right. like, "That's what I want to be like." Right. That's scary. I don't, scary. you know, somebody seven yeah. three acting like Westbrook. This yeah. ain't gonna work out too good for that's, people. That's what you, hey, Kevin Love saw it firsthand mm-hmm. the other night. Yeah, he did. But what about yeah? Uh, so what about poor Kevin Love? What about the Pelicans, man? Owen six. Anthony Davis. Is he the future of the NBA still? He's still going to be very good, right? Of course. The Pellies yeah, are the he's Pellies, man. Be, he's putting up numbers. He's going to be very good. He's always going to put up numbers because he has that ability. But is he going to be that game-changing player that can get your team to cross like that, what you need to, that level that you need to get to to be competitive and right. to be able to win I think he could games. be with the right system. I, a point and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I still don't feel like they're utilizing him right. No. I, I still feel like they're just like, dude, you can do all this shit. Please go out there and do all and this do shit. It, yeah. yeah. He he looks like a, a, high, a high school player who just, like, start being able to shoot and do some things, and they want to show you all that. I don't need yeah. you to show me all that. Not, And it's no offense to him. It's more so from a coaching standpoint. They need to be – he needs to be screening, and he needs to be diving yeah. hard as hell. And then when the defense, you know, Dwight. just lets him shoot, then shoot the ball. Yeah. But as far as just having him catch it and face the basket and shoot and do all that, what's the point? He can do that, but he's he's a he's much better, I believe, if he takes the big man to the top. Because they can't keep up with him foot-wise. Right? Like you said, you set a screen and you cut to the basket, no one's going to stop Nobody's him stopping him. Unless they follow him. Mm-hmm. Like, don't give him the ball and let him stall, stall the offense. Yeah. Let him run and be – what, what, what was that Eric Spolster said a few years ago? Go out there and be athletic. Be right. Athletic. Just go out there and be athletic. Yeah, like, he could do that, but he yeah. has he has some offense. Yeah. Well, I think a part of offense. coaching now, too, though, is appeasing. It's not mm-hmm. just X's and O's. It's appeasing certain mentalities. Yeah. And when you got a guy that's that good and, you know, he wants to believe that he's a front of us, you know, it's almost like before where you could coach me coming, you know, I was like, no, that's not what you're going to do. Where yeah. you can't because it's like, it's like you know, dating females now it's like you know it's 30 other thirsty dudes that if you be like nah i'm not doing that it's no problem she can turn around and 50 other teams you know so same thing with him yeah when, yeah. when, when free agency comes around it'll be 50 other teams more than willing to design a whole offensive Offense package him. around yeah. him a la dwight howard because that's yeah. what houston did they said oh we got the dream and we yeah. got you know one of the other better post-up centers that ever played the game coaching yeah. and we'll turn you into a viable and no, you're not, because exactly what, what Paris said. Some dudes just make awful freaking decisions, and, and Dwight Howard's one of those guys. He makes terrible decisions mm-hmm. out of the post, you know, i.e. somebody didn't get a lot of credit with it, Shaq. Shaq made phenomenal decisions out of the post yeah. as far mm-hmm. as passing. So, you know, part of it is, like 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 they said, it's your aptitude for whatever your position is and knowing how to take advantage, and that's going to be the key, you know what I'm saying, yeah, right. with, you gotta with that be, kind of situation. you got to be, as a coach, you got to be able to coach. And in order to be a good coach, you have to be able to say, nah, that shit ain't going to help us win. Mm-hmm. Greg Popovich won't allow people to just be out there doing shit. Right. Yeah. And that's what makes him a great coach because yeah. it's like, okay, this is the team. This is how we run it. This is how you can be the biggest asset to mm-hmm. the team's success. Yes. And the Pelicans, 
haven't figured that out yet because they should be a team that that's actually getting better. Yeah, yep. they're getting worse yeah. from where they were last year. Yeah, yep. and that's gonna, just people are know. blaming it on injuries and yeah, different things like that. Look, man, the one thing that I'm I'm starting to realize, and, and mind you, I, I respect the game, dude. Like when it comes to players, I ain't gonna, you know. I respect the game. I know how hard it is. Yeah, I, right. I see what you're doing. So uh, <laughs> let me say, if you're in the NBA, uh, kudos to you, man. You, you're really, you're a really good basketball player. Oh, yeah, you're a right. so Before I start yeah. bashing people or whatever the case. But what I do like people to understand is there is a difference. All right? When, when I see Steph Curry dominating a game and I see uh, that young fella, Anthony Davis, having a really good game, it's still a difference. Mm-hmm. It's the effect. The numbers are the numbers. Like I said about James Harden, hell, he gonna if he plays thirty nine minutes, the odds are he gonna have twenty eight points, thirty points, and X amount of assists. I yeah. mean, you out there, you are gonna get the numbers. I'm worried about the effect. The effect is Michael Jordan can be sixty percent in his prime, and Phil Jackson goes, you know what? I need you to play tonight. I know that you're not healthy, but your presence alone creates easy opportunities, right. right? And same thing with Kobe Bryant. He used to play on one leg a lot of times in his prime because it's like, dude, I just need you out there. I understand you rolled your ankle real bad last right. night and we got it back-to-back. I just need you out there. That's the type of uh, presence that you need from these these guys. And when I watch Anthony Davis, the way he's playing, his presence isn't felt. And I, that's why that team is not I don't think they elevated. fear him. No, they don't. They don't fear him. And that's that's – and that's, that's, again, not a discredit to him. It's just that he's not at that level where people – like, if, no matter where Steph Curry is on the court, mm-hmm. you have to keep an eye on him. Yes. Because he can literally hit from anywhere on right. the court. And that alone changes but, the direction. But f- furthermore, about the, the, the coaching aspect, um, the coaches in, in, with Golden State make you feel his presence every time. Whether mm-hmm. they're going to him and whether he's going to shoot it or not – yeah, Their teams gotta, are always looking for him. Yeah, That's there, how you have to use Anthony Davis. Yeah. You have to know that on this possession, he may wind up dunking on your head if you don't, you know, adjust your screens properly or, you know, help or whatever it is that you need to be doing. You need yeah. to be doing every yeah, possession. There, there have been times where I've seen Golden State draw up plays where Steph Curry is not the intended shooter. Mm-hmm. And his his contribution to the play is to screen away from the play yes. just to distract attention. And draw and people. That, and that's just as effective exactly. as, as, as lobbing it to someone and them just dunking. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, it's just as effective. And, and I think the Pelicans have to develop a strategy that allows them to 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 have something that people are always going to, like, fear or have in the back of their heads yeah. in order for them to take another step. Point. The, good, the, the, the great thing about the, the NBA is the season is so long. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So all of this stuff can flip-flop. At you know ten games in the season, somebody win ten in a row. Like yeah. it's just so long, and it's it's really early, and some teams are behind the eight ball and have not got out the gates fast enough, and then some teams you look at and you're like, you ain't never getting out them blocks. That's how yeah. I feel about the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> I think the big men that can handle the ball is starting to really drop the um, 
What's the word I can say? When I was growing up, it was all about being a point guard, especially up north. It was about handling the ball. Everybody needed a point guard. Everybody needed a point guard. Everybody needed a point guard. Now you got all these guys that can handle the ball, and it's like you kind of forget that the point is still kind of the main point of contact for those guys and how much better somebody like Anthony Davis could be if he had somebody that could give him, you know, a lot of guys don't have certain passes in their arsenal. You know what I'm saying? So you put him with somebody that has, you know, right left-hand passing ability and can catch him on live. You know, like even a Della Dova. He ain't the greatest player, but you see him in TT, he can get the ball to where a big body, a big body is. And I don't think they really have a, a real point that can distribute. I think they get a, a ball-distributing point guard for him, and, and he takes off because, you know, it ain't it shouldn't be on him to touch the ball like that. I agree. Uh, but my thing with, with saying a team or or – like you need this specific type. I, I, there's so many teams that have won a championship in the NBA history, and they're all built different. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like some had great point guards, some had sorry point guards, some had great centers, some had the worst centers. And that's why I used to laugh when people used to be like, "Man, you gotta have a, the dominant big man." You nah, because I I just sat here and 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 when I started really watching basketball, which not necessarily I've been watching since I was young, but mm. But that prime spot for me when it was like ninety, you know, two and on up, you gotta remember like the teams that was winning didn't have no. No, center. not too many. Those the older you guys know? was getting old. Even going time. back to to uh, the bad boys, you had the bad boys who went to the championship three years in a row. They won twice in a row, mm-hmm. and then when the Bulls came and knocked them off, they didn't have no dominant center. So you literally had the mm-hmm. bad boys who went three years in a row without a dominant center, and then Jordan who went three more years in a row. Without a dominant yeah. center, and the yeah. other team, the other Pistons team that won they, did not they, have a dominant have a center. Dominant so center. that whole you gotta have. I hate you know not not to jump well, on yeah, that's what you were saying, but people oh, yeah, do that a lot of yeah. times, and I'd be like, man, it just depends on. Well, but yeah, if that's what they fits. need, yeah, if that's what they need, yeah. But I think that's the fit. I mean, yeah. sometimes you do need what you need, though. I got you. And you can see in like certain moves that got made, like you know, Bibby for Jason Williams. Some that that yeah. made them. As much as I love watching Jason Williams play, that 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 was more of what that team needed. Probably so. Yeah, you know, for the way that they play. I can't remember. You, know what I'm you gotta figure out what you, you gotta figure out how you want to play, and what you need, and everything needs to be structured around that. Right. But the problem is, you don't. You see a player, you get a player. Well, why are you getting that player? Right. That player don't fit what you are trying right. to do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Definitely. so you end up saying, "Oh, this player is is whack." Nah, he's not really whack. He just not. Doing what you, you oh, know. No, I agree. Yeah, definitely. But I, I would say this, though, uh, like you were uh, kind of alluding to as far as, like, just the game changing and evolving, different things like that. Um, man, the one thing that I'm seeing with some of these really bad teams is uh, the ball just sticks, man. It just it just does not move the way the good teams move the ball. And it's, it's almost a simple fix, but I know it's easier said than done, obviously. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I'm watching the game, and I'm like, man, what if I had the chance to talk to Byron Scott? Or, and I was like, you know, if we was watching film together, and I say, dude, you don't see that every time this guy touches the ball, it just stops, yep. and the ball's on the right side of the court, and it never makes it to the left side. You don't see that? What would you do? Are you Do you – Say, are you? Do you like that? But how many I don't teams understand. do you really see it? I got. I agree with you though. And, and being somebody that looks at those type of things, but who? I would say there's maybe five teams you could depend on to see a good, you know. And that's uh, why them five teams, those five always teams are always going to kill. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, why yeah. San Antonio. I agree. I agree. The, I agree. the Cavs, with that, Golden State. To take that further, a lot of the teams that you speak of, those players know 
that that team is like supposed to be sorry. Mm-hmm. Like not necessarily tanking, but mm-hmm. it's like okay, I'm on this team. We're trash. I'm, I'm playing for a job. Yeah, we can't. I'm playing that. for a job, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, playing. Yeah. I'm playing to either sign agency, somewhere as a free yeah. agent or to stay here when the shit hits the fan. Oh, true, true. So they play like that. Right. Yeah. And then it's, you end up being terrible and yeah. then you have a guy who'd be like, yeah, but it's know, much easier to buy into the system when you're 10. winning 40, yeah. 50 right. games. At that. I agree. I think when you get teams like that, that they don't think they're going to win. You could tell me whatever you want about your system. Like I'm trying to get these buckets. So, right. you know, I give me a Gillette commercial. I yeah. give me, you know, it's a lot of stuff that people don't see, you know, Chandler Parsons got a shoe deal, two of them. Nobody would know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they got other stuff that they're thinking about besides those teams True. too. A lot of those outside ventures making more money it, than the actual yeah. floor. I think that kind of that connects what we were talking about a little earlier. I'm not sure if we were moving in that direction, but with Oklahoma, um, Oklahoma City, that is their one thing that I see is like, man, you you guys are one of those elite teams. But you guys are one of those elite teams because you got the play, you got the players, yeah, not yeah. because of the way not you the guys system. play. So let's pick up you know. on that, um, because one of one of the key games that I picked out for this week was uh, uh, the Rockets versus the Thunder, mm-hmm. which I think for both teams was kind of kind of an early turning point in the season. Uh, for the Rockets, it was their first win, and it was uh, the first time that I felt like James Harden really looked like the quote unquote MVP candidate. And we really got to see how the Rockets' offense can run when everyone's in the same gear. Right. Uh, I think on the flip side with the Thunder, we we see that they can still have a dominant twosome, but we can see what happens when they're when they're challenged by a team who is more or less playing with uh-huh. with with some type of familiarity right. about them. Yeah. Um, what, what did you guys think of that game? If you saw it, um, well, for me, first of all, in the NBA. Back-to-back suck. Yeah. Right. So, Oklahoma City was coming in off a of back-to-back. They were coming to Houston off a of back-to-back. Houston had lost three in a row. So, they were, you know, sometimes it's just a hodgepodge of things that, that develops, that turns into this to this thing where the Rockets came out. And if you watch the game, uh, Oklahoma City was up for most of the game. Yeah. The Rockets didn't get back into the game until the start of the third, and Russell Westbrook got his fourth foul, and he didn't play for the rest of the third, right. and the Rockets went on that 21-4 run. Mm-hmm. So we could be sitting here talking about, you know, Oklahoma smashing the Rockets. But, you know, things happen in games. That's just part of it. Mm-hmm. And once the Rockets got into it, and that was the first game where I actually saw the Rockets saying – we're not we're not gonna lose this game. They yeah. were flying around everywhere, diving for loose balls. Like they were playing like I haven't seen them play in the previous yeah. three games. Right. And, and I, so once they got back in the game, that confidence started to build. And it, you know, a lot of times it's just a snowball effect, and you can't yeah. you can't I, shut it off. And I think regardless of the circumstances, uh, you know, a win over Oklahoma City, if you're the Rockets and you're struggling, is a win over Oklahoma City, yeah. and, and that, yeah. that that did more than anything to boost their confidence. And yeah. you can tell by the way that they played in a couple of games since. Yeah, um, I think one of the one of the unspoken guys on, on the Rocket squad though is, is your boy Corey Brewer, man. Yeah, it, Corey's always like he man. he plays. Ugh. I'm not going to say that he's the best player on the court. But he plays with such reckless abandon that you just can't help but like. Yeah, you know, we Cavs tried to get him. Issue. I wish that yeah. we could have got him, man. Mm-hmm. When they were talking about it. He like what uh what uh, Richard Pryor was saying with uh Muhammad Ali and when he fought uh, 
called it out when he called Sphinx. He was like, well, how would Ali really didn't beat him up? He just beat him off him. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, what you, that's what Corey Brewer comes at you yep. in waves. Like, for the as long as he's on the court, he comes at you in waves. Mm-hmm. And you always have to account for him because he's 100 miles an hour like the Tasmanian double. Yep. Yeah. And he does a little bit of everything. He can play defense. He can shoot the three. He can take the ball to the hole. He's a good finisher. That's something that people don't really uh, – even though, you know, you got NBA players, there's a level of finishing uh, – difference you know what i'm saying yeah, there's about three sure. levels there's it, your yeah. just you know your kendrick perkins yeah and then there's your like your standard nba player and there's like your kyrie Irvins. Yeah. that's just like how in the hell did you even get yeah. that angle and uh you know that's that's kind of tony parker leading yeah, the, yeah. Parker the nba leading, point yeah. you know points in, in the points paint, paint. like how you do that that's yeah crazy. some guys <laughs> just got that got those angles and it's just and it's nothing you could teach it's just muscle memory you know what yeah. i'm saying you've just been out there playing so much and, and yeah. going back to what i said i think i don't know if this was on air i mean on um recording or not but uh, we was talking about Julius Randle. Yep. Uh, was that was yeah. that was his part? Yeah. Yep. Um, he uh, he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that, that. He doesn't understand angles to get shots off. I mean, I'm even in college. I remember watching. I was like, man, you how are you that athletic? You know, for college, yeah. uh, and you get your shot blocked that much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you shouldn't get your shot blocked by somebody you can see that much. <laughs> you know that that that. I, I'm I've always been a little guy, you know, in basketball, from a basketball standpoint, and uh, I I didn't get my shot blocked a lot by people I could see. Right. Now if I'm if I'm doing something stupid and I hit one guy and I'm trying yeah. to and somebody's coming off the ball free, that that's understandable. Uh, but for me to look you square in the eye and you still just pat me in the face, you know, that don't Again, make that's no a, sense. that's a mental thing. You you're not self aware enough. Yeah. Well, to make to make adjustments when you yeah. when you're being challenged. Yeah, that's that's just like well, a, but that's one of those things, like he said, you don't unlearn that. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. you you're always gonna have that problem because you're not self aware enough. Part of it I think is excessive athleticism. Uh-huh. And I say that going back to my high school career. I was five eleven, two thirty five I wasn't gonna get pat. I wasn't gonna be faster than anybody. I could yeah. be quicker than you. So I can't. A lot of it had to come from repetition, knowing where people were gonna be before they get there, and and it was basically per just you know necessity is the mother of invention. If I was gonna be competitive with guys that were way faster, I had to have some kind of edge. Yeah. I think when you come into, especially now when you got kids that you know have these gyms and stuff in their in their high schools that are just crazy. They're mm-hmm. running, you know, like you. I mean, this is what you do. Go. Mm-hmm. You got kids now working with you. 14, 15, yeah. it's different. So these guys are athletically more on point. And I think sometimes if they don't work with somebody that can teach them the, yeah. the you know, so focused on being fast and strong and, mm-hmm. and working out and cross-training that it's like then you don't teach them these basics. And then yeah. now you got you got this basically Ferrari with yeah. a driver that really is not a skilled driver. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, when we're doing drag races and even on that you could blow out and die, you know what yeah. I'm saying, because you're just not skilled. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of these kids you got out here now are especially – in high school, you know what I'm saying? You got the grown man's body, grown man's physicality, but you have the mentality still of a kid who, you know, and right. you're not getting a lot. And I, I see it even in pickup games where yeah. guys yeah. are just doing crap and have no and, idea why they're doing it. And speaking of that, I, I remember going, uh, I had an AAU team. We was in Orlando for nationals, and everybody was talking about this kid, Julius Randle. Go check him out. I'm like, who? I go check him out. And, you know, he pretty much looked the same way he looked. Nah, this is in eighth grade. He was, like, probably about six, seven. Six 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 seven in the eighth grade and just already 
big. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. And that's why they hit that wall because yeah, then you start meeting wall. guys. That happens in football too, like especially with quarterbacks, running quarterbacks. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, in college you was faster than every linebacker. Mm-hmm. Now you got linebackers running fours and less than yeah. fours just like your ass yeah. was. So you're not hitting that corner the same way. Yeah. But when your whole mentality has been, I've been bigger and faster than everybody, that's really a lot of time the, the, the change that these guys have to make is going from being the strongest, most dominant guy to – you're really an average strength guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Now, the other finish game. point about Rockets and the hmm? Thunder? No, by all means. Finish the points. Oh, I got one more point about the Thunder, though, just because I said this at the, the beginning. Game. The boy is not a – you know, like if, unless them two have and just awesome games all season, there's never going to be a time where either one of those guys don't kill and they win. And that's why they're not going to do much this year because you can't have an off night for KD or Westbrook or you get beat. Okay. Now, I, I totally – feel where you're coming from but this is where i want to give them the benefit of the doubt them fools that team has not played together it's like literally a brand new team because kd wasn't there last year and the funny thing is a lot of people talk about westbrook not deserving the mvp last year or you know different things but people tend to forget that the only reason they didn't make the playoffs and probably wasn't like a mid seed is because he missed the first x amount of games as well not just you know, one, both of them were out. Yeah. And so when, when Westbrook came back, he literally was just climbing up a hill, you know, and he almost got them over that hill yep. by himself. So, you know, that's a bad dude. KD's a bad dude. And then those um, extra little pieces that they got, uh, you know, uh, with the bigs, Cantor and, and uh, Adams, he was there last year. Uh, and I'm not sure exactly who all the new pieces are, but, yeah, I'm looking now. Uh, what's the Waiters? Uh, he was there last year, last too. Year. But at Warriors. the end of the day, as far as all of them playing together, they haven't really played together. So I really want to give them 30 or 40 games yeah. before I start to uh, really judge. And even from a coaching standpoint, yeah. uh, with him coming from a college background, I know he's he wants to get them to move the ball more. Yeah. I just think with him being so uh, brand new as a coach and the, and the team trying to jail – that's why they're relying on one-on-one stuff still. Yeah. But I got a feeling at some point it's going to change. We'll, we'll see that around a little bit. Well, I just looked at the roster, and I'm going to go ahead and stick with my initial statement that if KD and Westbrook don't have big games all season, they're out of there. But, I just but, let me, let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this. Uh, I don't see nobody. Let me ask you this. Because pe- people tend to forget this. Except for Ibaka. Shout no, out to Ibaka. You, you have and, – and I understand what I, – I, like, I have to agree with that. But here's here's a small thing. Like that doesn't mean that those teams can't be really really good. That's like saying, yeah, if Shaquille O'Neal or, or or Kobe don't have a big game, they're not gonna win. Okay, so what? They're probably gonna have a big game. The odds are, one of they're both gonna have big games. I guess what I mean is they won't have they won't win against a subpar talent team. Like then they just they lost to the Bulls, who I think they should have smashed. Now we 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 early in the season, though. but I'm just yeah. saying so I we, think you'll you know, see that a lot. I think it's not. I think it's different. You know, like a good team. Like for instance, I hate, I'm not you know kissing Cavs ass, but Cavs are gonna beat every subpar. No matter who's hurt, they'll pretty much beat the teams they're supposed yeah. to beat. That's not happening with OKC. They're not, and then you take into consideration now you talking about somebody like Houston. You're in the West, so now you got at least five teams. That you gotta have that kind of performance okay. about, or you not in the game. So we still on the OKC. So we we gonna we gonna finish this, so I can touch on that calf that you just brought up. We you just means. brought it. We, we still got some time before we get to that. You know, but go you ahead, just and finish touch your the point. Calf, I can touch it. Oh, we, touch we, oh go to the calf. No, then. no, no, uh, no. But with OKC, I, I I totally understand that. But 
you know, I, I felt the same way with 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 the Jordan and Pippen Bulls. I mean, I'm looking yeah. at the roster. Like, yeah, you know, Cool Coach. I think Cool Coach was legit. Everybody else on I that team Coach. was interchangeable. Yeah. You could have got somebody else in the NBA to come and do that job. Yep. It, you know, and it's the same thing with the Spurs and other teams. The one thing that OKC is missing from the from these type of teams, though, uh, uh, is the belief in a system, though. Yeah. And I think that's why I want to give them time because you don't have enough time to do that right now. You know, ten games into the season, the coach this is his first year. They didn't have enough time to to even get put it in the system, and and then uh, for uh, the second thing to believe in the system and uh, trust the system. So I would like to see that. Anyway, I'll let you. I'll let you see if you got something else. We no, I'm, I'm just. Uh, I, I just want to. I want to stick on his his early synopsis of the of the Cavaliers. Okay, because oh, we because yeah, we brought it up. Because uh, now th- this is pretty bad. I got and, my hat and, uh, on and everything. This is pretty bad, and I'm always you know coming up with stuff in my head like, man, this team needs to do this to be at this point. But the reality of it, dude, is, and this happens because LeBron is so scary, in my opinion. I think he's so scary. And he needs he he wants so much help. When the you team, say he's scary, do you like, mean he's scared, or do you mean he's like a beast and no, he hasn't. I mean he he's, shook, shook he's very fearful. He shook. He's he shook. shook. Okay. And and he he tries to surround himself with the most talent possible, and then it winds up being almost just as hard as not having that talent to because manage. now you have to try to make it work, dude. When I watch them play today. You don't need Kyrie Irving. And if you and if you have Kyrie Irving, then you don't need Kevin Love. You don't need all of those guys. So you, you can You don't need J.R. Smith? No, those I, are I role wanna, players. I explain to you those, why we need all these guys. Those, those players, those players allow you to play a certain way. The role players. They allow LeBron to 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 draw the double, you kick it to a, yeah. a, a qualified role player who can knock that shot down. That's the J.R. Smith. Those are the Shumpers. Mm. They can play the yeah. D, you know, yada, yada, yada. But you do not Catch need three superstars on your team. It's harder to win that way. I think the two superstars and a lot of really good qualified role players, I think that's the best formula. This three chick. Man, it's so hard, especially when the superstars are in their prime. Now, when they're not in their prime, i.e., yes, uh, uh, um, the Celtics, the Celtics, Spurs, you know, guys like that, it's mm-hmm. it's Even a lot Detroit. easier because they're dude, they're almost they're almost high level role players at that point. Exactly, but try to add a third star to Shaq and Kobe. It's just not happening. It's not gonna work, it's dude. Not enough balls. Exactly. Not enough minutes. You just don't need it. And I feel, I feel, if the cast was really, really smart. Which you can't do this. I understand no, they're not. But I would trade the boy. I would trade him and get two really good role players. Yeah. Whatever it is that we need, whether it's shooters mm-hmm. or another point, and whatever when, it and is. When you say the boy, you mean Kyrie? It, it, yes, because at this okay. moment, it could have really been love last year. Really it could have been love last year. Mm-hmm. I agree with you but on that. But they need two on stars and the rest Kyrie. of those guys. Now, now, may I retort? Go for it. Go for it. Okay. Um, I agree with you, and I agree with you as a whole, as a league. I think the three-star player thing has been overdone. It's been successful in certain areas, but you always had that third guy, had like Bosch, what Bosch had to learn to do is like, you're not going to be that dude. Somebody mm-hmm. out of that three is going to be yeah, exactly. You're going right. to change your game. Right. Um, uh, but 
you have to remember, like, this is, I understand you've been a fan of very successful teams. Mm -hmm. And so you have that mentality. Oh, everything shit will be fine if we do that. Mm -hmm. We basically are dealing with, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're over-preparing because mm -hmm. we're so used to getting fucked somehow. Exactly. So, I.e. last season. Yes. How, how do we not lose last season? And that's why I said when we got these guys, I said we're about to find out if there's really a, and I'm not, I'm, I say it jokingly, but if there's some kind of, something's weird. Yeah. Because there's no way we don't win at least one championship with this team. Yes. There's no way. There's there's no earthly way that we don't win. So the only way that the Cleveland-hating fates could fuck us is if we get two stars hurt in the playoffs mm -hmm. or we get whatever. So what we did is we just went overboard. And that's what I was talking about, too, with the yeah. money with Tristan. It's like, y'all, you owe us this. Yeah. You owe us this. So spare no expense. It's like if you if you a daddy and you ain't came to visit your daughter in, like, five years, like, we're getting, we're getting everything. Yeah. Fool. We're, we're getting all the stuffed animals, <laughs> like, anything you want. It's on. It, we're we're doing it because you know. I feel uh, that, that's and exactly that's basically what it on. is. So this is a guy that's been doing sellouts for year after year, and, and finally an owner that understands like we're not gonna rate these guys for once. Yeah. You know, which they the Browns haven't figured out. It's like, damn, why don't we give the greatest fans in the state in, in the country? Because I don't care what nobody says, we are. Yeah. Something, you know what I'm saying? At least we could fit. And the beauty about the Cleveland fans are, as we see that, we recognize it, and however it plays out, we're going to be happy about right. it. We, now, granted, we want the championship. And, and as far as speaking on who should go, always secretly I've said I'd have much rather had this team if we could have not involved LeBron in it. I say that right now on this podcast. If somehow I could have got Kevin Love and Kyrie and all these people to come and not on LeBron. on LeBron's coat, because really, honestly, I think LeBron kind of. Is the okay, you know, and just because I get tired LeBron, of LeBron, LeBron, not to be not to be mean, but the reality of it, dude, is Le LeBron is a he's extremely hard to play with, right? Yeah, and, and people yeah. can say what they want about how good he is, and and it's funny because I used to sit back and listen to people talk about the same thing with Kobe Bryant, but the one thing, hell, I was just watching the game today. The one thing that uh, I think is Clemens, the black coach uh, that yeah. coached with them all them years, he was like the one thing about Kobe and Michael Jordan is where they were really coachable. Yeah. Which is funny because everybody else would tell you they're not coachable. Oh, no, I, but yeah, they were can, really coachable. He was like, I used tell. to tell, I would be telling Kobe Bryant something that I, that I just, he probably already knows, but he'll sit there and listen to you because he wants to get better. Yeah, and now, and LeBron, smart. and I was thinking, I was like, you know, a coach telling LeBron something, that fool would be like, no, I'm not doing that. I, I'm biting my fingernails <laughs> and I ain't really listening to you. And no. when I go out there, I'm gonna do it how I'm I want to do it. Thirty, yeah. I always said like people always give me this shit because I always hated that they said the last cap. And now I'm not saying that we just had one of the the, the supporting casts that are going on in history. But kiss my ass if we didn't put a decent team on because you don't win sixty something games in a season. You don't go two to the years finals in a row without having really a solid good. team. Kiss. And then we had guys that were all stars. What happens is, and that's the same thing that was Iverson's problem is you got certain guys that have to be so holding of the ball and exactly. such the center that you can actually ruin a really solid exactly. supporting it's, character. It's and he did that to multiple players. It's exactly. a curse that you see with a lot of people who are just who are just too good. Mm -hmm. It's kinda like it's kinda like you going to school and being in a remedial class. Like you already know the answers to the questions mm -hmm. right now. So you're not gonna sit there like if you went back to third grade right now and you had to sit in the classroom for a full day you're probably not going to listen to shit because you're like, I already know this. Exactly. But I guarantee if you actually paid attention to the teacher, even on a third grade level, there's something in that class that you would still mm -hmm. learn that oh, you yeah. did that you our, didn't our Betty, or our, to, to add on to that, um, that example, you could be a great student and a great classmate and make that make everybody in that class learn more because you're trying to right. learn more. Right. Or you can 
stifle everybody's, you know, uh, growth, and you could be an asshole as yeah. a student, and right. nobody's learning nothing. Right. And, and, you know, really, the 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 key that's always swept under the rug about you know, guys or players who make other players better, like it extends far beyond. I penetrate and I draw so much attention mm-hmm. and then I kick you the ball and mm-hmm. then you make a shot. Ball, Obviously yeah. on paper that looks like, oh yeah, he's making his teammates better. Right. But really the mark of making somebody better is for them to, you give them something to where if you get hurt or you get in foul trouble, the team can survive on their own. Right. Yep. Because they you have instilled that confidence and that tutelage to those players to mm-hmm. where they they play like you they have the confidence of you when they're out on the floor, whether mm-hmm. you're out there or not. Right. And, just and, so, kind of, and to kind of piggyback on the idea, I think that's kind of the same issue with Oklahoma City right now, mm-hmm. is that if either Durant or Westbrook is down, I don't think they as a team – are passing I, I think uh, you, you kind of see it psychologically. They, they feel – the presence of that person being yeah. missing, yeah, they do, and they and they don't just they don't just play through it like right. shit. Yeah. Don't matter if this dude's sitting or not. Now, some of that also it. has to do, and and that's why I think uh, Kobe and, and Jordan, obviously, when Kobe's career is over, and you look at all the things he's accomplished, and Michael Jordan and all that, man, don't ever forget about Phil Jackson, man. Like, yeah, th- that's why he would sit them down and let the bench do X, Y, and Z during during the season because yeah. it's like, look. Mm. I don't. We're only as good as is the last person. I mean, at least that's the mentality that you want your got, team to have. Whether it's twist true or on not, that, though. But there would be times where I would watch WGN for the Bulls games, and I would just get. I would be bored, but I would understand why they were doing it. Like from like midway through the third, all the way through the end of the game, Jordan and Pippen would be sitting. They'd be sitting like, with a twelve-point yeah. lead. Yeah, yeah. With a twelve. They would. It's sit. close enough. Yeah. To where yeah, they could be out there. Right. Should be, be out there. there. But he would sit them like, down yeah. pretty yeah. much for the rest of the game. Yeah. And let let the bench play. You can't be afraid to coach like yeah. that, though. Right. Paris Pop is not hit. Pop is not afraid to. Nah, Tim, you're not playing this game. Nope. Janobi, yeah. you're not playing. You're not Tony, you're not playing, playing two games. You know how many games? Y'all not just, playing this game. just when he pulled them in the playoffs, it was <laughs> yeah. beautiful. Like real talk, I shed a tear, man. Like because he said, "Y'all not working." Yeah. Especially yeah, coming yeah. from Mike Brown coach teams, where Mike mm-hmm. Brown's just like, "Well, these are the starters." I guess yeah. that's what. I, it doesn't yeah. like anybody oh, can be killed. The matchups are just going awry. You know, niggas. Excuse me, but people just killing Ilgowski is like it's nobody's business, and he's just like, well, we're gonna start him again. Right. You know what I'm saying? But to see somebody that actually will adjust for that. But what I will say, in in, in that aspect, is what, what what Paris hit right on the nose, which is like, what, in my job, I, I manage. I have a history of developing other managers. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think the level of success as a leader is how many other leaders you develop. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? If you're a manager and your stores always do great. But you never have any managers come out your store. And really, it's kind of all on you. And if you take off, you get sick, you're going to see a plummet yeah. in that performance immediately because you're not yeah. enabling them. Yeah. And, and that's one of the reasons I put, when you were talking about um, actually uh, Phil Jackson, I kind of put pop over Phil Jackson. Because when you look at the actual um, background of coaches that mm-hmm. come out the lineage of pop, they're all successful. They've all gone and, and had finals appearances, Kerr, mm-hmm. uh, or, or they've gone on to be great GMs or something. So that's why I've always given them. I, out I, to I, I like I like that. Kerr like come that. originally from the field. Yeah, path, but the, but yeah. that's what I was as say. a player. Yeah, yeah but well, he, his, his coach. But he, he, he worked on the floor. Too. But his any player who become well, most of the time, yeah. a player who becomes a coach, basically he he ha, he's been playing and training to be that. Yeah. Right, that's true. Players so usually yeah. at that level, players usually 
who retire or finish, they don't all of a sudden be like, you know what, I'm gonna try to coach. Yeah. They kind of oh, move yeah. into the like you, you knew Mark Jackson, like, yeah, he was going like Luke Walton. He yeah. knew this part yeah, of the reason probably why Luke he was a was coach when he got drafted. Yeah. Right, the, the reason why he probably was in the league for as long as he was as a player is because he was actually training to be a coach yeah. in the league. I agree, but yeah. if you look at okay, you got Luke in the Phil Jackson camp. We got. I mean, look who's coming out. No, I mean, we got, Kerr, we got I, I, the last I, I, champion. I, I think Kerr. I, I even was, Mike Brown went to the finals. You know what I'm saying? Like you got it, and he had two pretty um, decent coaching seasons. Regardless, yeah. if it had nothing to do with him. You, you can't take it away from him. He's also uh, had Danny some Ainge of the worst was one of the GMs of the too. year. I'm just saying, historically, and, I think and, he puts out. I, I think he's had some of the worst in summer leagues. He won a championship. You know what I'm saying? I think Mike Brown has some of the worst coaching jobs I've seen. In Cleveland and in LA. <laughs> Mike, no. In Cleveland I'm and in LA. Because let, let, let me tell you something. <laughs> you go first, but I got I know that you was there. I know you was watching. Get too far into Mike Brown. No, I just got a simple, I just got a simple point. Even, I just got a simple point to make about Mike Brown. It was, it was, it's not necessarily Mike Brown. It's just okay. the Cleveland. I, I felt, and this is why, this is, well, this is my problem with Byron Scott. Because okay. I told you I wanted to talk about the Lakers. Good example. And they're both very similar. Exactly. LeBron was playing a way that he should not have been playing. <laughs> and thus, when they ran up on teams who physically can compete with LeBron, they always got killed. Now, teams that physically can't do anything with LeBron, okay, yeah, cool, it's going to work tonight. But what about when you're playing Boston and they got Kevin Garnett sitting back there with them long arms and Paul Pierce guards uh, bigger, stronger players better than he does smaller, quicker players – like, you guys get killed. You know, it's not even close, right? And it's the same thing with the um, with the uh, the Lakers situation, dude. You could get away with this coaching the way you're coaching if Kobe was a you know healthy, yeah. a healthy he physically you know young Kobe. Yeah. But at this age, dude, you guys can't win playing like that. No, you can't let him play like that. And and you really can't let him play like that. Call a timeout. When he catches the ball and he holds it and he jab steps and he shoots that dumbass three-pointer, call a timeout. But let me explain. And say, dude, that shit's not happening. <laughs> so that's what you do to LeBron. I don't no, I agree. And if you're going to get fired, this is the thing. I'm going to get fired anyway. But it's bigger than that. So, it's bigger than that, though. Like I was telling Paris the first day, it's, it's, you ever seen that episode of um, – the Twilight Zone, where they had that little white boy that could send people out to the cornfield. Yeah, and so yeah. all his parents was like, it's your birthday every day, Tommy. Right. It, it, uh, bro, they would have burnt down. The only way that LeBron gets out of there and 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 Gundarina now Quicken Loans when it doesn't get burnt to the ground is if he left. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but the point about Mike Brown is this, just to get on it, because I got it in my head and I got to let it go. You look at certain coaches, and they always mic up coaches. Yeah. They never mic up Mike Brown. Oh. And if they do... They don't listen. Like, he gets maybe one session because he don't say nothing. First of all, he, he don't sit there spitting a cup all game. That's all he did was spit. He lead the league in spitting the cups. and them don't listen. Don't listen. No, no, I give him that. And that see, uh, but but still, but you know, like I said, it wasn't his fault, though, I think, when, so much. When Phil Jackson the boss came said, do back, whatever. When Phil Jackson came back to the Lakers, I remember the way Kobe Bryant would talk about Phil Jackson. It was like he was talking about. I don't want to, you know, no deity or nothing, but it was like some supreme monk coming down from the mountains. Oh, like, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do that. Well, I play basketball to please Phil Jackson. I know if I do that, we're going to be successful. LeBron doesn't do that with his coach. But they also gave Phil Jackson the power to do that. Remember when Kobe was like, I'm not happy here, I want to go. 
Phil said, find a team, homie. Good luck. They didn't trip. They didn't, they didn't kiss Kobe's butt. They've been kissing Brian's ass in Ohio since junior high. You got It's an Ohio thing. I it's know, not, but you're but, thinking of Kobe from but, okay, Philly so, who so, went to so, Italy and then came to Los Angeles. We're talking about Cleveland's own. This so, stuff don't so happen in Ohio. So what, know about, what about what what about about uh, Phil Jackson in a situation coming in? Michael Jordan is averaging 35-plus points a game, and people don't realize that he used to average like more than like oh, yeah, eight yeah, assists. Yeah. So you think about the ball dominance that that fool was playing with. Like He always had the ball in his hands. For your new coach yeah. to come in and tell the mega superstar of the world at the time, yeah. Air Jordan, Look, bro, this is how we're going to do this. We're going to run this offense. It's an equal opportunity offense. You're basically going to do it like everybody else. You're going to pass. You're going to move. The ball's going to move. It's not going to stick to you. And he did this, and he didn't have no relationship. Well, averaging with, 30 points, you what? act like, bro, like Jordan cut it down to 15 or something. He just he just reeled him in. He no, put no, him no, in no. a situation. But no. Jordan was getting look at the. Di- I understand that. But look at the difference between, dude. It's also, I don't know I think if you at know, the time, but you should because you're a Cleveland fan. Coaches held more to weight. This play point guard. Go back oh, and no, watch these oh, real man, Jordan I, heats. I this fool was playing oh, like an 80. Yeah, yeah. This fool was playing like he was playing all everything. Yeah, you know rebound the bucket. He was playing LeBron. Yeah, rebound That's the what bucket. That's what he was playing. That's rebound the, the ball, drive playing. it down, score the bucket, yeah. come back, play D, get the steal, drive it back down again, get the bucket. And what LeBron, that position – Gets you killed against teams that you really shouldn't be getting killed. Right. But look, but you gotta you gotta look at the, that's the problem. That's the reason Cleveland teams will never ever except for this time we just lucked up that that he fell on the like well that the NBA fixed the draft no, and no, put LeBron no, in our team. Thank you. Because do you really think that LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh in their twenties should look well? Dwayne may have been like twenty nine thirty, but LeBron in his Prime, prime uh-huh. time. Matter of fact, you know, he'll never be as good as he was. Oh, with the Heat, never. With the heat. Never, never. So, like, never. that was super prime. He, he immediately reverted back five steps when he left the Heat and came right. back to like, us, to be he frank. Was super prime. You think they should lose a finals to Dirk and company? Or even San Antonio? No, you shouldn't. That team, the Heat roster was better because they're three players. I get. I think. I think. I think. I think LeBron's championships play out exactly the same. He stays in Cleveland, and he doesn't go to the Heat because it wasn't like they was exactly. helping him. That's they the wasn't thing. helping the him. He was thing, still scoring we, thirty. We can move 10, on after this. Let me make this 15, one last okay, point about we, the we LeBron get thing. About the one, the last little point about the LeBron thing. It's almost like a movie, man. It's like like the Wizard of Oz or, or something like that. Like. <laughs> He he did all this stuff. It's like a terrible dream. He got caught. He left. He did all this stuff, and he's playing in the finals. And he realizes, oh, it wasn't them the whole time. It was me. <laughs> That's what he realized when he was playing against Dallas. That damn, yeah, it yeah, don't matter yeah. who I get on my team. Yeah. It's always gonna come back down to me. Either and I'm gonna play the, the right way one, and yeah. dominate yeah. and step up yeah. to the moment. Or I'm not. And he did have a tear of about a year and a half where he was probably the most unstoppable guy. Exactly. Then he got comfy. So that was the last point. Right, he, yeah, never had to, he never had to. And, 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 and I remember saying this when it first happened. And, and, and that's why you went back to Cleveland. Because yeah. you know you had no business oh, leaving yeah. in the he, first yeah, place. Dirty. I agree. To, hey, you had no business thank leaving you, in the first you. place. Because if you, you had Golden. business you thought, leaving, you, thought, you, thought you never would have went back. Thank you, Golden. You thought them championships was 
was gonna really make you feel a certain way. Yeah, and then you realize you felt empty inside. You still feel a little bit of a bad guy. You still felt empty inside. At that point, when he realized that, there was no way he was Miami could have kept him there. And on yeah. top he of that, he was always going back. They to wasn't. Cleveland. Also, you got to take back into consideration when you, you got what you left to go. You're going to come back now to where you rule the city. Right. You but, know what I'm but, so now he's coming but, back to where if it was more on that tip, God again, if it was more on that tip. He wouldn't be as hungry as he is. Do you know how well, he not owes us hungry one too. No, he owes Dirk Nowinski is? He got that one. He like, I'm satisfied. I'm not even hungry like that no But more. that was the also about went four times access. in a row, and he's still like, yeah, yeah, where's but, the nourishment, dog? Because you, you ain't eat no substance. Right. You well, ain't he eat no vegetables. Don't act like LeBron just came back because he's like, oh, yeah, I want to bring it back for y'all. No, he looked nah. at that that work, and he, he knew the money was there. He knew that the talent was there. And he came back. Whatever. We don't have Kyrie. We don't have the first pick. LeBron's still in Miami. It's like when you, it's like when you got a family at home. Period. He's not. No. You, you got way. a family. No, you got a family at no home, way. and y'all struggling. And then you're like, hey, "I'm gonna take this job out of town." And when you out of town, you get that new family, right. and that new family is eating, mm-hmm. but your old kids are calling you back. Like, right. oh, it's like that. Right. And like, even though yeah, you eating, you still come it. back. You still come back home. You like, well, I always I gotta, knew he I was gonna come my, back. I gotta feed my original but kids. I figured now. he'd be older. But first, you gotta really think but about I this. He'd come back. You gotta think about this. I hear what you're saying, but leaving a team who just went to four finals and going to a team who been winning ten and twenty games, right? That ain't on the but, same level. But so don't think nah. that he was like, oh, well, LeBron. Kyrie, but we cannot. Oh, that, no, no, no. We that can't was a front, bad roster. We can't front on how smart LeBron is, though. And LeBron's a very good basketball IQ, and he already saw. That that okay, this run is no. is drawing now. You got no. I can't depend on another year yeah. with Dwayne Wade's well, knees. I'm not. I'm not. Now, I on that. understand. I'm that. gonna get the same guys. But, but if younger. that's the case, he could have got he could have got somebody to come to uh to the to the Heat. Yeah. Right, There's he no reason to go back to but, a team but, no, who but, ain't good because, at all. No, because then you have the additional bonus of now you can say I'm going back for the city too. And it, it probably was there. It was that lingering desire like, to want like, to go back, but it was also obviously, I can do it with this, a decent this, team. This is a bad example, but just think about like it's it's like if if, if uh, Dwight Howard had a he was a free agent this summer. He's like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go back to the Lakers." Nobody's going to that team. <laughs> Well, no, I agree. I don't care that they have Russell and they got Randall right. and they got, you know, I'm not going to that team. But LeBron <laughs> knew that he could go there, scorch the earth, and remake that team in his own image. He's All hungry. Right. All right. We're going to leave Cleveland there. That's enough. Yeah, we don't need uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is going to come back throughout the That's season. That's what I I don't want to talk they about Cleveland to after the All-Star one. break. For the record, they may win one out of the next three. And if they do, I think LeBron is going to go ahead and, and lay it down. And lay it down. Do movies. Because that's all he wants to do. He wants to come back and feed his biological kids. Yeah. And then <laughs> just show that he's a good daddy. And then we'll we'll have the, the largest statue of a basketball player that ever was made <laughs> in any city that ever existed. Now, like I said, I no disrespect LeBron Cole as hell. So Oh yeah, he I'll take him. I'll he, take him. He still is. All right. So the other key game from this past week. That uh, that I that I that I checked out was Golden State versus the Clippers. Now I was the one in in the very first episode. I was like, I I think I'm going to go out on the limb and say the Clippers could do something in the West. Uh, after seeing them go up against Golden State and Houston and Houston, 
Chris Paul against Houston. They yeah, they didn't have Chris Paul against Houston. Now the thing about the Clippers is that they they perplex me because they are a very good team, but and I, I I hate to say that Golden is right because he's you know he doesn't let you live it down. But there are certain Chris Paul. I, I still think is one of my favorite players in the league, but I still feel like Chris Paul hurts them. Like I, I think because if I, if I looked at uh, who did they play the other night? I forgot who they played. The one with Chris Paul sat. Chris Paul sat. And I think JJ Reddick started in his place. The Rockets. The Rockets. Was the Rockets. Was the Rockets. Yesterday, yeah. the day before, Chris Paul didn't play. But I, I, I like I like the way that they moved. Like Blake Griffin, damn near played point guard for half mm-hmm. the game, and him and him and DeAndre Jordan have a good one-two, yeah. one-two combo that you can't stop. Like you can't yeah. stop with with the attention that that Blake Griffin commands at the top of the key. Mm-hmm. He still leaves the paint open for DeAndre Jordan. There were so many lobs that he threw to him, a lot of good passes, right. and his ball handling. Blake Griffin's ball handling really is incredible. Like. It's better than Barkley's, right? Oh, hands down. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because you was in San Diego with me when I did the, you know, this was like five years, four or five years ago when I was like, hey, man, the kid, I'm telling you, it's Ball Allen, whoop de whoop whoop My brother over here was like, no, Barkley was coast to coast. He was getting the rebound, going coast to coast with yeah. the ball, you know, and I was like. Well, Barkley was a train. Yeah. Barkley was like one speed. Nah, but, but I was going to go on through. Yeah. Blake's no, all I was always skills. No, his, really, his ball really handling. Is incredible. Yeah. Like, I think he's one of the most improved players that nobody talks about every year, year. To year to year. Every year. He always adds a million things to his game. It always is ten times better but when he comes back. I actually like their ball movement more without Chris Paul. Not, mind you, Chris Paul is a great player. But I think with the kind of team that they have, they have the mobility. They have the athleticism. Yeah. They have people that move well without the ball. They have the black athletes. That's right. Multiple black athletes. Yeah. And I think when you when you let them move around naturally and don't stagnate it yeah. by dribbling the ball for right. for twenty two for twenty two seconds and pounding and coming back in place, yeah. taking a pick and coming back to the same place, yeah. flipping the ball and then just making a tough shot for yourself, they 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 are a team that I like to watch right. more. And I think they actually play better in a lot of ways. Who is they still actually still. They're still fun to watch, even when Chris Paul is out there, right. because he's so good. Yeah, yeah. And he's gonna make the plays. He's yeah. gonna make the passes and stuff. Yeah. But the the stagnant, the, the way they are on offense, he's so ball dominant. Yes. That you get what he gives you. Right. Yeah. Right. They don't How he goes, move. Y'all go. That's why Golden State is so hard to defend because right. we move the ball. Yeah. You know, if Curry gets doubled. He's just going to give it to the open man, yeah. and that man's going to give it to the next open man, right. and then next thing you know, they're getting dunks but and layups now, and stuff like that. But you know what that does, gotta... though, right? You don't get the assist for that. So it's like, nah, I'm going to hold <laughs> this ball until I can <laughs> yeah, pass it to yeah. whoever They don't can have make hockey sit assists. Yeah, I'm going to get my 11 assists. Hey, if the NBA incorporated the hockey assists, mm-hmm. there would be a lot more ball move. Right. There, there would be a 14-second shot clock. <laughs> he, hit, he hit it on the nose right there. But yeah. I just think CP has is, is lost a step, man. I think he's one of those guys that he just kind of getting love for what he kind of did and who he was, and they just haven't quite realized he ain't quite that guy anymore. Well, he's still – But he still he's is really, really that guy. Even like last year, he, yeah. he's – 
when he's open, it's money. I yep. mean, like off the pick and roll, he's so dangerous. The, the problem the is, is unless he just doesn't get off the ball and yep. allow other people to make plays. That's yes. the one thing that these the these big superstars who wind up hurting their team. The one thing they have to realize, or I don't know if they realize and don't give a damn or what, is you just allow people to make plays. These dudes are in the NBA. Right. I don't want to go backwards because we already moved on. But last year in the finals, I felt like don't try to act like these guys aren't good players. Everybody right. on the court is a good player. You're not allowing them to be a good player. Right. You know, and Chris Paul does that at times. Mm-hmm. As good as Blake Griffin is, hell, let him bring the ball up and you go, you know. You know what I, yeah, like, what I look at? A, what I look yeah. at a lot of times, I look at the first look. Like there are times where Chris Paul passes up the first look mm-hmm. to set something else up. Yes, and I think even just for the sake of ball movement, sometimes you just you just dump the ball off that first look, right. and you never know if that person's motion might, especially with yeah. that team. That person's mo- like if he gives a first look to Blake, Blake commands a double team. DeAndre Jordan's open. Yes, money every time. Yes. You look he, at. Sometimes he takes that first look and then he just brings it. Yeah, back. I bring it back. You look at you look, you look at the uh, you look at the the Clippers and Golden State game last week mm-hmm. or whatever, and you had you had one possession where Golden State came down, and I think it was Curry got doubled, and as soon as he got doubled, he threw it to the open man in the paint, yeah. and they got a layup. Yeah, right off the bat, Clippers called a timeout, basically ran the same type of play. He had DeAndre Jordan or Reddick wide. It was Blake. Blake, Blake was wide open at the basket. He didn't throw it to him. So then the defender gets back to Blake and he has to pull it out and run some pick and roll shit. And they don't get a good No, it was it was well, you you're you're accurate, but the the way it fin the the way that play wind up finishing was uh he he in this is my opinion, he held the ball because he the big man switched on Chris Paul. So instead of throwing it to the open guy, he's like, No, if I continue to dribble the ball the big guy is going to stay on me. Right. Now I can go one-on-one. Yeah. I got the matchup. Yeah. Dude, get rid of the ball. Well, I think that's kind of – Because Blake has the matchup yeah, regardless. I got a lot to do alone, with, with Chris Paul not being as fast and having that first step. Think about it. One of the reasons as a point guard you would want to obviously let something slow down and set up is because you probably don't feel like you could beat the guy in front of you without a pick well, or without beat, some kind of motion or something beat, to start the play. He, he had to be thinking of getting rid of the ball – like that, and he doesn't think like that yeah. a lot of no, times. He, he thinks like, you know, I'm trying to hold it and, and make something happen. Yeah. Dude, just just give it just up. Give I think that, CP's another guy you wouldn't be surprised if I see just out of nowhere getting traded. I, th- I Honestly, I think that yeah. probably could be the best that. thing that ever happens for the Clips if they get somebody that, that can – more of a ball distributor that doesn't really want and, shots. And I still want to know uh, more details uh, about why would a player like DeAndre Jordan who gets spoon-fed and just, you know – all of a sudden be like, you know what, I think I want to leave this situation. That was the scariest thing <laughs> to me. I'm CP. like, well, see, yeah, you, what's really Okay, so you guys here? have both played college ball before. So you, you've played on levels where you've probably had teammates, and not necessarily in college, but at some point mm-hmm. between infancy and college where you just got the one dude on the team, you're just like, man, come on, man, just come off the ball. Like, mm-hmm. how many times have you just run through the paint? Like, I'm open, I'm open. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 reset, reset, reset. Right. Like, right. Chris Paul is probably one of those dudes, especially for a player like DeAndre Jordan, who cannot create shots on his own? Completely rhythm based. Yeah. Do you now, know exactly? Do you know how many good looks that he probably sees that Chris Paul is probably like, oh yeah, yeah, reset, 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 yeah. reset, reset. And 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 that's why I was saying earlier, I don't disrespect players. I was a player. 
And hell, I was a scoring point guard, so you know I didn't overlook somebody plenty of times and mm-hmm. shot the long three ball. You know some dumb plays, but the point is, I know that I understand the logic. I understand the mindset of the what would cause me yeah. to do that instead of throwing it to the easy play. Yeah. And I think at this stage of the game, if I was getting paid millions of dollars and I was thirty years old. I wouldn't be doing those stupid plays right. like I was doing in high school or in, in college. <laughs> Which is exactly why he tends to make bad plays in pressure situations. Right. Because in pressure situations, you really got to be confident and be doing whatever you're going to do immediately. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, you miss an opportunity. You miss a slight little angle. And that's it. I just, like I said, I just think Chris Paul is kind of going the way of, you know, it's he's kinda always He's kind of always struggled a little bit down the stretch in games and playoff situations because – Teams that are good and they have the length and the size, they'll put that person on him down the stretch. Yeah. And because he's not physically – he can't physically outpower those players, he ends up being off bound. It's the same thing that used to happen to Nash. Mm-hmm. Once you put bigger bodies on Nash down the stretch, like it takes its toll on those players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they end up making a bad pass or not being able to get a good shot or you get like a shot clock violation or you finally get it into somebody's hands without enough time to make a play. Yeah. And, you know, yep. so I don't know. It's always been tough for Chris Paul. That's why you see a lot. If you like go back in your head, you can see Chris Paul always complaining down the stretch about, like calls and no calls or whatever, yeah. like whatever. So. Yeah, that's. I mean, they're, they're still a good team. I think mm-hmm. they could, they could potentially challenge Golden State if they get a couple things in play. Like if they if they're able to match the tempo of Golden State, um, and just play a little bit bigger. I think they could they could give them a respectful. Run. The, another thing too. Another thing Blake too. Griffin against Golden State. Yeah. yeah. Golden State is a lot better on defense. And people think they are. Oh, by yeah. far. Clippers, yeah. Golden State down the stretch, even in that Clippers game, Golden State were getting stops. Yeah. The Clippers weren't getting stops. Yeah. The Clippers aren't good at getting multiple stops mm-hmm. down the stretch. They don't, especially against the Golden State team. They don't have a lockdown player that that's effective against Golden State. Like Chris Paul is a very good defender. Not but, against Curry, but but yeah, if you can't, if Curry, Curry doesn't stop Curry, moving, East, I've seen can. some of the nastiest, well, most offensive yeah, he, crap. He, he did some has been done he to to things. Chris Paul. What, what I would say though, with the Curry situation, as far as when people are guarding him, it, it, it's kind of like with Michael Jordan and, and Kobe and those guys when they get into it. You're not playing defense on him anyway. Y'all playing defense. If if your team isn't suited to stop this player, right, yeah. he's gonna kill you. Because there's no player. Yeah. And and the way they run their offense, hell, you start guarding me, but now by the end of this play, your big guys guard me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. really a team defensive thing, and that's why that's why Golden State is actually better than a lot of these teams on defense is because their ability to switch everything. Yeah. And Clay can guard whoever. Uh, Curry can guard, and Car- Curry can guard whoever they can guard, and Draymond and, Green and Draymond and Iggy and all those yeah, guys. They switch in uh, Barnes, all of them. Yeah. And then the one thing that's so underrated about their defense is the fact that people assume that Curry can't play defense, but you probably don't watch the game. If you say that, you see the steals. Yeah. You see the steals. Yeah. And these ain't like just weak steals. No, like, those are dude buckets. can play defense. Yeah. He. Of course, he may not be a defensive stopper. So what? Like, who cares? He's like, a point guard. You're not, yeah. Like, you're not 
there are not a lot of point guards that are expected to be defensive stoppers. Right. But he's annoying on defense. Yes. And that's the thing. He's got quick hands. He's got ridiculously quick hands. Right. You see it on his release when yeah. he shoots. Yeah. His hands are just as fast on defense yeah. as well. He'll pester you. They're, so, they're great. You know, it's crazy that people. Feet. Yeah, I his mean, feet his, foot, his footwork, period, yeah. is just amazing, you know, yeah. impeccable. So, the funny thing about that is, like, when people was like, yeah, he on, he can't play defense. He ain't good on defense. Well, how why is their team number one on defense? Because uh, what I'm saying is, in basketball, in the West, against all the great point guards and all the great guards, period, if you literally have somebody on your team that's not good at defense at all, you're not gonna be the top. You and I have discussed <laughs> this before, off you know, off off the record before. No great defensive team has a glaring weak link. Exactly. In it. Like exactly. you can't. Golden State's defensive prowess is not going to be there right. if Curry's as weak as people exactly. say that they are. It, it's like insane. you will never find it exactly. in the history of the and, NBA. And that's what because stops the thing with teams. They always looking for the mismatch. Right. What can we exploit? Exactly. Right. Even know? when the Bulls were the best defensive team in the league. And B.J. Armstrong was starting. Yeah. Or even Steve Kerr was starting. Yeah. Yeah. They were still among the best defensive teams right. in the league. But those guys, they they, they did they enough. Own. Just like your boy, Deli, did. He stayed up in the shirt. They he stayed up in own. the jersey. And the difference Dover. with those teams, uh, those teams were where B.J. Armstrong and those guys were starting. Now, no, no credit. Uh, I don't want to discredit that team. They were good on defense. They were really good on defense. But they weren't great on defense uh-huh. like Ron Harper. Michael Jordan, Scottie mm-hmm. Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Luke Longley. Mm-hmm. They weren't great on defense like that. And, hell, I remember when uh, that was one of the, the, the problems with uh, with that Bulls team that I'm talking about. When they would sub in coach, you would be like, damn, like teams are going at this. Yeah. <laughs> like They almost had to sit that boy against the Pacers yeah. because the Davis boys was murdering coach. Yeah. You know, so – if you have a a real weakness on defense, it would it would show your team wouldn't be as great right. on defense. Right, you wouldn't be shutting it down, and, and the numbers don't lie when yeah. it comes to and and not no disrespect to Harden and his defense because I know it was atrocious and and it has gotten better. But you got to think about it. you have the number one defensive center. You have mm-hmm. Trevor Ariza, who has always been a great defender. Mm-hmm. You have. Patrick Beverly or whoever else can yeah. play defense. You got a really good defensive team, right. but there is somebody on there who sucks on defense, and that's why you're not great on defense as a team. Harden's defense is offense. Right. So well, there's some guys that their defense that's, is always going to be offense. That's a perfect I'm going to lose you 10, but I'm going to get you No, that, that's 40. true. But, but all I'm saying is that's why they're not a great de- – and I'm not saying they can't win because of that. But what I'm saying is – you're not ever going to be the number one defensive team in the NBA because yeah. you have somebody on that unit who stinks on defense. You have, a, leaky, you have a leaky aware. pipe, man. If you have a leaky pipe, no matter how fast you shoot that water through it, man, it's not right. going. You're not going to oh, have yeah, the full exactly. amount of pressure. They're completely unaware. Great defenses yeah. are on a string. Yeah, right. And it's like a chain. It's like a chain. If one link is messed up in that chain, mm-hmm. it messes up everything because basketball on defense. You have to be able to help and recover or help and rotate. And if you have a player who's not good at that, Mm -hmm. it messes up everything. Yeah. And so the team gets layup after layup, open shot after open shot. And the one thing about great defense is they don't have to do that stuff as much as sorry teams. Right. Sorry teams always yeah. have to double. Mm-hmm. They always need help. Recover. And all that stuff. Not to say that – I mean, that's a part of the game. So, of course, that's going to be there. But, dude, if we have to do this every possession, right. we're just not going to be good on defense. You're always going to create Which is why 
when you play against Michael Jordan in his prime, your defense is compromised because now every possession you worrying about me, you doubling me and doing different, you know, different stuff. Same thing with Curry. That's another reason why I, I almost, I still feel sick to my stomach that somebody who knows basketball will be stupid enough to give Iggy the MVP of the finals. Look, dog, yeah. every single bucket that Iggy was getting in them finals was because of the beige. Oh, the yeah, true beige was on the court. Dark open. And and yeah, like you're you're sitting out there wide open. This dude is running around like triple screens trying to get open. I because they're that. not they're not trying to let him get open. They're leaving you open. You're not the MVP. Part dude. of that was him playing a decent well, defense on LeBron also. Well, also that's true. I, they, I agree they, with they that. They put in the defensive job he did yeah, all around. And, and with Iguodala had a couple. He, he had a couple games in a row where his his impact was yeah totally made the difference. No, I his think, impact was there, but the problem is his in, Curry's is impact. He most valuable? Yeah, exactly. Is you take a Curry off of that team, oh, and there's no way you're even close to where you are. Yeah. You take yeah. Iggy off of that team, and it's like, yeah, we probably can find another Iggy. Yeah. Hell. Trevor Reza played just as well as Iggy in those playoffs last year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, like no, yeah. like I said, no disrespect. Iggy was great. He did what he was supposed to do. Exactly. But don't overstep your boundaries and start thinking that you you're higher than the true base. That's true. And, yeah. and Iggy only really got the defensive aspect because that's kind of he was. He's always he's built that like physically he's kind of the right guy to yeah. defend yeah. LeBron. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. I had called that beginning. I said the the guy I was afraid of the whole time was Iguodala, and that yeah turned yeah. out to be he the was a turning point. So, with that said, because I, I know Golden is a, is a is a big fan of what the Beige is doing this year, what the three gods the are doing this year, mm-hmm. and I, I've seen you I've seen you make mention of this plenty of times. Mm-hmm. You think they're going to get seventy this year? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. You think they're going to get seventy? We're going to wait, like Paris said. We're not going to do the bar and injury. We just straight clean. We just we just straight up. You know, it's a basketball season. Things happen. They're going to win 70-plus. And this is why I say this. The 72 was, like, unreal, right? It was like, damn. And we've said before, the 72 could have been more, but they chilled but, for the and last. That's, yeah. that's the point I'm making. <laughs> yeah. 72 is isn't like out of range. Yeah. What the Bulls would have done if they really wanted to, was what like, that's what would have been out of range. They were going to get 76 or 77. That would have been out of range. Yeah. But 72 – is doable. They, I mean, you got to imagine this team won sixty-seven last year, and they are a lot better now than they were then, and they have the confidence. Mm-hmm. And the dude can shoot three pointers and turn around before it even is halfway the in dude the air. Can shoot three pointers, sit on the ground, do the wobble yeah, while he's on the ground, throw up the threes, right, and then the ball falls through the net. They're he's playing with it. They're playing with a chip. Like, yeah, they have. It's the worst. It's the perfect alignment of how you can get to seventy. Exactly. You have the team, you have the circumstances. You coming off a championship that people were like, ah, y'all shouldn't have really won that last year. You got your best player who people are like, ah, he cool, but nah, nah, he ain't all of that mm-hmm. or whatever. And so and you then got they're all questioning his MVP. Mm-hmm. Some people are questioning his MVP. Right. right. So you got all that working. Then you got Kerr, who's a great. He's somebody he, who he, did it too, so he yeah, even so, knows what it takes. Yeah. But this is a, another thing, like like P saying, with the Bulls. You gotta imagine they already had won three championships. 
Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to be that hungry. You should never be. After three championships, why would you be hungry enough to be like, man, we well, trying to win every every regular season game? Most teams and most guys, yeah, you're you're doing what the Spurs do. We're trying to get to the playoffs. But we also have to remember what happened in 95. Well, that's, that's, that's the point the I'm making. That's the point I'm making. The there are circumstances when, that. When, when, when my guy is coming off of retirement and he played a little half, a little dart, and they, <laughs> went, and they went out weak. Yeah. And people are like, yeah, you're Penny Hardaway, the man now, and this and this and this. And it's like, oh, okay. So we're going to literally come out and show everybody who's the best team ever. <laughs> and who's the best players ever. And that's what they did. That's what you have. Now, the, the I guess, so you can really understand what I'm saying is, they were, guys that are that good and teams that are that good never play that hard in the regular season. Right. And this is what you have. You have a championship caliber team who's literally like, dude, we're going to try to win every single game. You have a problem on your hands. Because and really, they, they are kind of douchey in that way too. Like, they do have a douche feel they of do. like, just that kind of like, we don't really care. But you like, know, you think about what all that crap. Not, it's not. It's not even douchey. Mm-hmm. It's when you realize how good you are. Because mm-hmm. you know, some people. Yeah. Some, some people. people some people don't. play to the level of competition. Yeah. Some people play to be fair and to make it entertaining. These dudes are like, "Fuck you. Right. We are this good." Yeah. And not and, and, and it's like the Bulls. But when I say Bulls in '96, it's like we're going to show you how good we I are. Agree. But it, when. But when I mean douchey, I just mean like the stuff that that your boy did at the end of the day. He's like, oh yeah, Cleveland sucks now too. Like it's just those added mm-hmm. little digs that you kind of throw in. They they throw darts a lot, yeah. and it's just they let they, especially especially uh the beige. They let him slide a lot because you know he just got the little face and the eyes, and they don't really be seeing <laughs> what he really be doing. But but really, but but I tell you now though that Curry is the ringleader on that attitude. He is. You just don't peep it. But, but see, if you but, look but, at him, but you gotta be. sometimes that's, that's he, why he, they the are the that's, that's why, why they are the favorite, and that's why I think they can win because you literally have to have people on your yeah, roster like nasty. that, and it needs to be your best guy mm-hmm. so everybody can can this, fall in you, line. The they best guy, the best attitude. guy, has to determine the attitude for the team. It's a good like thing. Great, Michael Jordan did great it. teams in this particular situation with Golden State. Mm-hmm. Great teams. Don't lose to the weak teams. Yes. They win all those games. By a and lot. then they beat the other best teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's like, you're going to lose it. a couple of those. And if it gets to a point where they really just rolling, rolling, they may drop one to somebody they may not lose to because they still can see the finish line. Yeah. You know what I like about Golden State, though, that no one really talks about? They play each team pretty much the, the same, same way. They play like, the way they play. Like, they're, they're going to play – the Clippers the same way they play yep. the Nets. Like yep. we're we're going to come out, we're going to play our game, and if we beat you by twenty or we beat you by fifty, right. it doesn't matter. But see, they're already going to they're going to get to sixty high sixties uh, off of that alone. The fact that all the the the, the just the I don't know who the, the real bad teams are, but you know all that that bottom ten to fifteen teams. Remember, you playing these teams twice to three times a year. Mm-hmm. They're going to smash the bottom 15. Lakers will not come within 10 points <laughs> oh, yeah, easy. of beating right. Golden State. Yeah. None of the four times they play them. None yeah. of them. Not even, not even, yeah. Actually, there's about 10 to 15 teams in the league, I would say that, about as far as Golden State goes, that if they play them, they're not going to come. They're not going to do it. And that's, and, and that's that, 60 and that's, games right But that, that is really, really scary, though, because yeah. I'll, I'll watch a mediocre team play – 
San Antonio, San Antonio, uh, really, really well. Like it'll be a close, it'll be a close game, win or lose. But you, you know, you're not gonna see that very often with this Golden State team. They're coming out on a mission, and they're gonna smash the majority of the NBA. The other teams that are suited, and they can, you know, like the Clippers. That was a really good game, or yep. whatever. But they're gonna win a lot of those games too. So, yeah. dude, they're gonna they're they're in the high sixties, and I think that Curry being that was the gonna, difference because then there's going to be a few games that they shouldn't win that they're going to win, yeah. right? Where yeah. it's like, yeah, y'all had no be business. A lot of games like that. There's no business y'all so winning who, this who game. Has, who has the who has the ability to sneak a game away from Golden State? That's not a team that you would expect. No, no, no. no. I mean, like who, like who, who is legitimately like if they matched up head to head? I can see Houston beating them yeah, in Houston, yeah. you know, Houston. because they can just get going. I mean, uh, Harden get to cooking and stuff and all of that. Yeah. But that was the 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 point I was trying to hit is. When I was being a jerk about Harden not playing well those first two or three games, the the point I was making was I knew that Curry was going to play well. Mm -hmm. That's why I know that they can win 70-something games because I knew there's no way he's not going to play well. And the reason being is because – he literally takes everything personal, and he has a mm-hmm. chip on his shoulder. Like Michael Jordan blaming his high school coach. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're a sophomore. You shouldn't grade. be on varsity <laughs> at a really good program. You know, like. But he's still blaming his 10th grade coach exactly, at the age of 33. Exactly, still talking about that. Them dudes is wired different. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I've seen Kobe Bryant try to, a player says, like, one little thing or does something, and he. He tries to psych himself out like, boy, you know, like, dude, ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nobody talking down on you like that. You just wired different. But that, but that's why I felt like, man, them fools can do it. And Harden is just a little different. Yeah, he he comes in and it's like, oh, I'm going to just, you know. Can I Can I have – I just got one gripe. I don't, want, I don't want a gripe. But I just have my one gripe about Harden, and this is going to sound like very Jeff Van Gundy-ish. Does he have to do the cooking motion after every – no, I, and I mentioned that about shot. Cam Newton today. <laughs> Every, you don't have to single do this shot. stuff, though. And Every it, single shot. Hey, look, let the records reflect, man. If you're going to talk about the greatest players of all time and championships, just name somebody who does that crap. Who said it? Was that you or, or, or Paris that said that last season? It was like, you, you're, you're to go, you're, your what? best guy can never be a guy what? that does a movement. He has a move. Every he time he scores. Like, you just, that, that guy with, can't that be with your LeBron, dude. LeBron, LeBron back LeBron. in Cleveland. And, 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 and LeBron, LeBron, that like time. I said, a part of the nightmare was, I got to stop doing this. I can't be dancing before the I can't yeah. do all of this stuff. Yeah. And he stopped. And it, it's you, dog. Stop doing this stuff. Yeah. You don't have to cook. You don't have to cook. Golden. You and can I'm talking- cook. You can cook when it's necessary yeah. to Big cook. Big shots. He's win, cooking yeah. after every shot. There's times where you're supposed to, okay, this is the team is struggling. I'm trying to get us back in the game. Yeah. We're on a run. We done tied the game or get whatever. The crowd into it. Cook a little bit. Just a little dab. Little but but there were times every time you yeah. just. When they, played the, when they played the Clippers, he was so caught up. And trying to talk shit to Drake and Kevin Hart. Like, there was yeah. a point where they were down by, like, seven. Right. And, you know, he would hit a three. Y'all still down by four. But, oh, before I get back, let me – oh, there's Drake over there. Let me yeah. let me, let me show you and this you know real quick. And you know what's funny about that is watching – I know we, we talked about uh, – well, I don't think we really touched on the Kobe thing. But when I was watching Kobe today, the way he was acting, I was like, oh, okay, damn, this is really his last year. Because – 
You laughing too much with Carmelo Anthony. You don't do that shit. You what? doing that? Be- yeah. Oh, he was laughing in a game today. It was. It was. Oh, I've he never talking seen to Spike Lee. Like, nah. It ain't. It ain't Chris Rock ignoring Chris Rock from the win no more. It's I'm talking to Spike Lee during the game. Oh. Like, I know he's done. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I know I he's done. I told y'all at the beginning of the season. This is the he's Kobe farewell tour. Like I said, they need to just put that boy in a glass box like the Pope. And just have him wave at people. Uh, and get, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you know what's sad about it is? Even, is, even when Harden does because Russell Westbrook kind of do that too. He kind of is always but you know on what? some yeah. every every big threes. every every but shot think, that Russell Westbrook is a big shot. But he's a different person though. But I think a lot look at a lot of the superstars these days. Like we in a generation where yeah, they just kind of do that. Yeah, like Stephen Curry. Yeah, because I was about to say Stephen Curry. He, he do a little things. Thing he got things. He like, got yeah, I would do things too. If I was, it's a different yeah, level yeah, of, yeah. of what he's but, doing. But if Steph I was hitting no those shots too, you were right. allowed to dance that My way. My retort to that is: Why is Carmelo Anthony still doing the three to the head? Three to the head. When you suck, I always say when you're below five hundred. When, like, when like Quentin Richardson and those guys started doing that, they were banging their head and all that stuff. Doing, I said, man, look. If Michael Jordan did that every time he scored, dude, he would have so many concussions. Like, you know how many points these guys – like, that's that's why yeah. guys who score a lot don't do all that. You know how many Darius times I've been doing that? Kobe – imagine if Kobe Cook, when he had 81, I mean, he would have – that would have <laughs> been the last supper. He would have rotated to sit the next game for the ice to risk. He would have yeah. torn his rotator right. cuff. <laughs> Back then. Too yeah. much, dog. Too but much. That's just, but, you know, hey, but, uh, but, he comes off as a bopper, though, yeah, real but, talk. He, 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 he hard and very boppery. Harden, he's on the tear right now, though. He's on the uh, It won't stop. He may have so. forty for like the next three yeah. or four games. No, the 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 game against OKC woke him up. Yeah, he I found. Think, a, I think he found he, the spot. It, it woke him up. So yeah. he's he he's on the level and he's getting the opportunity. It's like when Allen Iverson got the opportunity to play a certain yeah. way, right? And it's like, dude, like I said, if you get the minutes and the coach is literally letting you play like this, you're gonna get the numbers. So I'm not afraid of him getting the numbers. Yeah, I always go back to in the games that matter. Against teams who are who have the ability to to guard you, what are you gonna do then? And like for an example, with with it, it, I, next time I come, I won't drop Kobe's name so much. But <laughs> for this, let you get it out. Yeah, yeah. But Kobe going against the Rockets, they got Shane Battier, they got Ron Artest. You should not be scoring forty points in a game against Shane Battier and Ron Artest yeah. on defense. At a time to where both of them were still really good on defense. Yeah. It wasn't like they are now, you know, the last couple of years. So, what would Harden do in that situation? Or would people make a bunch of excuses for him? And I'm talking about in a game where you need it. Because yeah. they needed that game. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, in game three, last year in the, in the playoffs, you need that game. Yeah. That game is we either have a legitimate chance at winning this series or we don't. You come out and you stink up the place. Then the last game, you stink it up again. Like, I just feel like you disappear at the wrong times. Okay? That's all. But you're still cooking. You cook, though. You're still cooking. But you made that. You What What are you even cooking? What, are you, what, what is it? Stirring, this is it gumbo? Or what? Yeah, I don't really think James Harden even ever would care if he ever wins a champion. I just don't get that vibe from him. Like, I think he's cool. He got that kind he of, rich. you know, on the cool. Nash yeah. played with a lot of passion, and he was really killing the game. Yeah. But Nash also said in the latter part of his his prime. I'm here for a check. He, no, not that one. The first go-around when oh. he was in Phoenix, he said if he never won a championship, he would be fine yeah. with his career. Yeah, he's all right. Now, I'm not saying 
after the fact you can't say that but in the mist you don't say that i wouldn't even want my guys thinking like this it's yeah. okay but frankly probably 75 percent of the league feels that way to be frank right but that's you know as, as a as a basketball but critic, they just gotta say that it's everything they dream about you know as saying? a basketball critic and a fan that's that's why i try to sift out who are these guys that i can say man i think he really wants it you yeah. know like i said i respect all of them but if I'm gonna be riding with somebody, I need to ride with somewhere, somebody where I feel like, man, he's getting better every year. He puts that effort in. He's mentally locked in. Hell, you got a small time to play this game. Yeah. yeah. So within these, you know, five to ten years, I want to see that you laid it all out there because yep. it, you only you got a small time to play this game, but you got an even smaller time to be great. You know, if you look at certain most players, they're only great for about you know a. a Five to yeah. eight year span, and then it starts to dwindle out. So I think I think LeBron's in that category too of people that really, honestly, he say what he say. But I think if he went through his whole career not not winning, really, he would have been all right. But especially now that he won those championships over there, it's the safety. I don't think yeah. he really cared anymore, and I think that's another reason he had to come back to Cleveland is because now he has yeah. something to reach for. Yeah. It's about bringing the which first is, one which back. Which is funny if he wins a couple in Cleveland, he'll always talk about those. Oh, he won't. If he have. doesn't. Then he'll use those Miami ones yeah, he as a crutch. He's smart. Oh no, he got I got chips. I was chip. But yeah, he's, nah, he's he a king if he gets yeah. that one. If he just won one in Cleveland, he'll 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 one in Cleveland's on worth yeah. five in Miami though. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest. Now, if he would have never won in Miami, he would have been. Yeah, it, it would have been yeah, some shit. Right, you know, and Brian said that when he said, "Oh, y'all gotta go home and be broke." I'm freaking LeBron James. Right, don't do that pretty much put it right out there about how you feel, bro. But you I feel you. Go home and be but, who you are. Yeah, but that was, was real <laughs> shit, though. But that was real <laughs> shit, though. How could you not feel that way? No, like you like, like Yeezy said, it's hard to be yeah. humble when you're stunting on the jumble try. I feel you, but that let me know a lot about him. Though. Yeah. Because, like I said, Jordan, a Kobe, a Magic Johnson, a somebody who. In this little 10-year span, I'm laying it all out for these chips. Yep. Ain't going to bring in, I make this much money. So, it's, yeah. at the end of the day, it's still yeah. all good. Yeah, it's just a game. Ass. It ain't no game. That's like me. When I go, when, when we were a kid, we playing the game or something. And the dude, or, or you playing basketball. And dude, like, I don't care. This ain't my sport anyway. Baseball my sport. My daddy what? rich. He <laughs> playing. You playing. Right. I don't care. My daddy you know? rich. Your shoes busted up. I'm don't going to like a nice dude. house after this. You going to the ghetto. Yeah, I don't care if you win. That was so, uh, switching gears a little bit, um, what teams are surprising us earlier in the year? Early in the year? Because I, I know last week, I think last week we kind of mentioned that Orlando was one of the teams that kind of like, oh, man, we really didn't we really didn't dwell on them like we should have. And, and they've been impressing us lately. For the yeah, sake I think, of moving um, on, uh, I still would say Golden State is actually impressing <laughs> and surprising me. I mean, because, yeah. yeah. But we'll, we can, we'll have to talk about yeah. that. No, I mean I don't know. Orlando, I've been watching Orlando or whatever, and they've they've impressed me. Oladipo looks like he's made kind of a jump. He's he's been good this mm-hmm. year, and then they got uh, Vucevic. Mm-hmm. He's been killing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's, nice. he, he's nice when he gets the ball on, on either block. Mm-hmm. He puts the ball in the basket. Yep. Um, and they just even the games that they've lost, they've been in those games. They've, they've had chances. Huh? Yeah, they've been very like, good. They, they play tough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. I actually in, in the JV, the you don't even got to be all that. I mean, so they yeah. right there in the JV league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to say maybe Hawks. Yeah, the Hawks. The Hawks, yeah, I ain't going to lie. I thought yeah. they were going to fall off severely 7-1. I can't one. stand their uniform. I'm surprised. Yeah, dude, I can't uh, really Detroit, too, but I, I kind of – They're not, not you super know good and well they're not going to be around. Well, it's actually Toronto. 
Toronto, Toronto, Toronto surprised me, though. Yeah, I think they've been in the playoffs every year. I mean, they, they, I'm expecting them to be in the playoffs. I mean, but I didn't expect them to start off 5-0. Yeah. yeah. Well, they got an old boy, though, from uh, – I thought they were going to get better. They were a good team that got that – uh, what's that kid with the dreads or whatever that they got from Atlanta? Wow, he got from Atlanta, yeah. And that's kind of what I and thought. That balance is going to switch, right? I thought them losing – yeah, I thought Atlanta losing Carroll was going to hurt them a lot, and I thought it was going to kind of change that balance where, you know – Oh, I know a good one. They kind of became the Hawks almost. Portland, because I know a lot of people thought Portland was just really going to fall apart. How did Portland do? I ain't going to lie. They're, I haven't even they're not the great, but them. they're they don't look like they just lost their yeah, best player. Well, I would agree. Because Lillard and McCullum is yeah. on a rampage. Yeah. Like, they lead the league, and they're the top scoring duo right now. Oh, right? really? Yeah. Oh, and then Kevin Durant and Russell is next. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they've been putting up. They've been putting up numbers. numbers. They've they just been quiet without, uh, without L.A. And yeah. the T-Wolves. I the T-Wolves. T-Wolves but, yeah, man, I call them. And they're, they're, they're good. Bad, but they're not but bad. you know what time. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It'll be yeah. a minute, but Wiggins is coming coming on big time. I was happy to see him, even though, I mean, he wound up having only 31. I was more so happy to see him take 27 shots. Because mm-hmm. when I watched him play the first night of uh, the season, it's like, dude, man, you need to be more aggressive. Yeah, give him the you ball. Got, you got the, the body. Like the team, you know, you are the this team's is your best team. player. Like, oh, yeah, you need to step up, man. I think, but I, yeah, you know, he'd be a little too passive. For and, me. and then you he's got top you, five future, all future. Yeah, you got Garnett as your you got Garnett as your padding right mm-hmm. now. Like, yeah. go ahead and just just take that mantle while yeah. he's while he's at, while yeah. he's handed yeah. to you. From the Timberwolf tickets. Mm. <laughs> uh, I see what you did there, you Rubio. Like he was. Rubio's cool. Rubio's the homie, man. Rubio is the homie. I love that dude, man. So. Speaking of teams in transition, Chris, last week you you mentioned uh, you thought that you thought that the Bulls were done with D Rose, and and, and it's kind of coming out in the in the undercurrents this week that they may be done with it. Uh, when you're right. You're right. Yeah. You know, when you're right, you're right. How do how do how do you guys feel about? I think it's 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 sixty percent basketball. If not 55% basketball, 45% rate charge. You know what I'm saying? Like, because he got that little charge thing going on in the mm-hmm. background, too. So you're looking at the fact that he's wishy washy already on production and getting injured the last couple of years. They got a, a young guy coming up that the reports have been they don't get along very well, and they just paid him. Yeah. yeah. They're not making and, that up either. And, There's and, something there. And then next yeah. year, you, you, you know. That boy Derrick Rose's dad's already like, yeah, and we're gonna maximize our options mm-hmm. and free. So they are like, and this boy's not gonna give us the hometown. Your knee hasn't worked for the last three years. Right. Discount. Yeah. So like, let's just and, and we could win. We've been winning without him. We've been hitting yeah. the playoffs every year. So that we can trade him to, and I hate to put him on y'all, but the Lakers or somebody like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? But and, you know and, and, the the reality of it is thirsty for a name. Sometimes that's true, but sometimes. Uh, in certain situations, it's better for the player and the organization. A lot of times. I think both yeah. parties would win if Derrick Rose was to be able to go to the Knicks or go to uh, the Lakers or something like that. I think it would help him. It would rejuvenize his career. Right. And I think it's it would be good for the Chicago Bulls because, like you said, obviously uh, in the in the recent uh, history, they haven't had much success with him staying healthy. And then also with him coming back, it doesn't seem like it's clicking too too great with him and uh uh Eddie uh Eddie uh Eddie Kane Jr. Yeah, it just looks bad. Well they had <laughs> Eddie Kane. Like it's weird because they have enough talent on the team to beat teams. But then they'll have games where 
they're not even competitive. Right. Right. And so that like that's the mark of everything isn't isn't good. I know they have a new coach. Um, they have a new starting lineup. They didn't put McDermott in the starting lineup now. Um, but when I watch Rose, he can have good games and he'll have good games, but it, it just doesn't look the same anymore. Yeah. It looks like he's still young enough mm-hmm. to be able to do it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. But it's like but not consistent. the injuries yeah. have kind of yeah. made him not as – Explosive, like when I watch him go to the basket, sometimes I'm like, man, years ago, if he would have went baseline oh, and nobody was there, he would have dunked that so hard. Yeah, he was yeah. dunking over boys, and, on, like, and that doesn't boys. mean he can't be a successful player. He could change. He can change his game and develop into a player that's plays from on the ground. Yeah, he's not that player. You know what I mean? But that that Bulls team, the roster itself, they need to play as if all the players are kind of the same like equal parts yep. and, and the sad part about it is they have the perfect bigs to do it because they bigs pass so well you know Kim Noah is a great passer um, Gasol has always been a great passer and, and so they really need to play a motion style of basketball to where everybody's touching and passing the ball and moving but when you add guys like Derrick Rose and what he's done in the past and yada 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 he'll wind up having the ball they still take some of the worst shots down the stretch Dude, that I can't remember what game I was just watching recently where they played. It just seems like um, they're just holding the ball and trying to just throw up a jumper with the shot clock going down. You know, it, it didn't seem like they was trying to yeah. score. Almost like an NFL team who's just, you know, running just to run the clock out. Yeah. That's what they were doing. It was like, are you really trying to score down the stretch or not? But I don't know, man. It, that type of stuff has been going on for a while with Derrick Rose playing. Yeah. I think down the stretch, they're just – he just holds don't the look ball. look happy, man. Yeah, yeah, just a lot of inconsistency just, with the you team. Know, it's like that couple that you can just tell they obviously staying together for the kids. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, we sociable, but we not in love. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and even yeah. when – in and that interview, that last interview he did after the game, he spoke about his hard work a little too much. Basically, I felt like he was saying like, I'm but he sounded doing like that for the last couple of years. Yeah, he does. Know? He does, and it, it almost like he he don't think they appreciate how hard he works to to get yeah. in those positions. Yeah. Like, dude, it's a business, bro. You you not showing up for work. Yeah, you know, we and, but we, we still paying you. So at some point, they're gonna be like, man, this you know, it's just not working out. You know, I don't, I don't care how well you're doing off the court right yeah. now. You know, you just gotta you gotta make an impact in the game and and play for at least you know fifty or sixty games. Yeah. Before you come talking to yeah. him, he really. I was happy that he finished the season on his feet last year. I was really happy. About yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Well, um, now we we had another segment that we were gonna do, but I don't I don't want to run too far on time. Yeah, but I gotta pee. I ain't gonna lie. Oh man, you know, it's all good. <laughs> nah, but we'll, we, we'll probably we'll probably do it next week. Cool. I was just glad to finally have the the Corner Brothers in here together. Yeah, that's what's up. Man. You know. Um, so I guess just to kind of wrap it up, any 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 trends that you're following? Because I didn't get to ask you in the first week, Golden. Any trends that you're following from now through the end of the season? The story that nobody's paying attention to that we need uh, to be looking at? Uh, man, it's real simple, man. Everything's divine. You know, when we when when I make music or when I do whatever it is that I'm doing, I, I allow you know I allow the universe to kind of show you signs or whatever you know. So I'm always intrigued with things like that. But uh, man, the the true beige and the back to back. I mean, you don't drop a song like that and then 
And then the true babe is just it's, they're going back to back. They're going to win back to back. Oh, wow. And they're going to play that song and they're gonna wear that song out. Back to back, back to back this, back to back that. And, so and I need only, some really, really big rings uh, and all that. You're not, you're not only it. predicting the, the, the repeat championship, you, you're also predicting the championship song. Yeah. All right. This, this song is going to go. That's got, their theme gotta, song for the year. We got to see wow. what's happening. I, I kind of feel like I know what's going to happen. Uh, and I'm cool with that because the only – I guess I, I, I would like to see Blake Griffin get one. I like Blake Griffin. I'm not really – I know what's, what time it is with the Lakers. Uh my thing with the Lakers is I honestly feel like I know you guys aren't that good, but you're not as bad as your record is going to be. Mm-hmm. But your system and the way you guys are allowing things to happen is just terrible. So your record is going to be really, like, really bad. Maybe that's on the low tanking that they're doing, yeah, that they, they didn't hire Byron Scott. So the, so the final question that, I, that I'll ask you two gentlemen, I'll start with Paris. If this is indeed Kobe Bryant's last season, which most likely it is, how do you want to see him go out? How should he go out? I guess I'm playing the whole season, I guess. I mean, because he's not. I'd rather. What I, should his role I'd be this rather, season? I'd rather see mentor. Mentoring the young guys. It really shouldn't, dude. Help. But. That, that's what. That's I, would rather him, I would rather see him average 17 points a game, right, and be somewhat efficient than for him to average yeah, 17 points a game and he's going six for 18, six for 19 every game right. yeah, or whatever. And I think part of the problem with him right now is that he's kind of fighting it, but for the first time I can see that he can see he's not very good. He's not mm-hmm. – he can't get to where he wants to get to. And Byron Scott has not helped him figure out a way to get easier looks or right. easier opportunities to take better shots. But should it even be about him at this point? I think that's kind of. But this is the thing. No, but I mean, if this is his last year and your objective is basically to tank anyway. What is the objective? But, but oh. this is what I understand. If you come out and they actually have a decent roster. They have a when I look at a lot of NBA teams, their roster really isn't much different. There may be a player, there may be a player or so that they don't have that makes them different. But as far as the whole entire roster, I think they have like eight or nine quality NBA players. But the way they run their offense is so. Bad. It's so terrible that they run their they run their offense like this is Kobe from two thousand and eight with two thousand and seven. You still wouldn't be that good running an offense like, like that, that with yeah. that Kobe. Right. So it's like Byron Scott. He already, I was already out on him from the <laughs> from the jump yeah. when he said he don't believe in taking threes. You're done. You have no idea where the game. It's gone and where it's headed. So you're done there. So over the summer, he decided to adopt the whole, you know, a lot of teams are doing the analytics thing, um, incorporate more threes and stuff like that. So now the Lakers are shooting more threes. But you're shooting a shitty percentage because you still don't know how to get 
good threes. You still don't understand. you don't even run the offense to get quality threes on a night out night in night out basis. It's like like you you, so, you 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 listening to to some music, and then you just like yeah oh we gonna go do that. But yeah. you don't even know how they're doing that. Right. So your stuff ain't really going to sound like that. You know, and dude, yeah, they shoot, Golden State shoots a lot of threes. But they're not shooting standstill jab step three-pointers. Three right. right. Why, as a coach, you dumb and, I mean, I don't, like I said, no disrespect. And I, I coach basketball, so I understand that sometimes your team may not be doing what you even coach to do. Right. But they are. They yeah. literally – that they, I see you running plays to get people. You're still isolating all the time, like you have some of the best players in the NBA, and you don't. You don't. So, so if that's your object of good offense, you're just not a good coach at this point, or you're not good for that team because you could probably run that same stuff with OKC and get away with it. Yeah. But, dude, that's what you're running with this team. So the point I, I wanted to make with the Kobe situation is. When you you said what role should he be playing? Honestly, when I watch him, he's not a bad player. You just have him in shitty situations, mm-hmm. and you don't understand that even Michael Jordan, in his prime, is when he was super dominant, needed somebody to say you're not going to be doing that. Right. Right. So I don't give a damn. Like you can't always put it on the player and be like, oh, the player should know the player. Dude, the player, that's what coaches are there for. You got to think about it. Why do these players need coaches? They 35, 32, 28 years old. You've been playing basketball long <laughs> enough. You yeah. don't really need a coach. Yeah. You could be self-coached right. if, that, if, if everybody didn't need a coach. But you do. You do. I don't care how old you get because your ego and your, your natural instincts kick in. So when Michael Jordan, you talk some shit to Michael Jordan, I'm going to come down and shoot the next five times. That's his natural instinct. Right. But Phil is timeout. Time That's out. not the game we plan. We got to move the ball. With this is the play we're going to run right out of the timeout. Right. And it's going to Kukoc. You know? Yeah. So, you know, I don't know, man. He, he just is in a really bad situation to finish his career out nicely. And and, and I would say there's, there's no difference as far as the skill level and physically what they can do between him and Duncan. But Duncan, over the last, you know, two years, has been able – he should have been – like, Duncan could have retired just like Kobe yeah. could retire now. But realistically, I mean, how many people can average 17 like, – Not everybody. Yeah, no. that's what I'm saying. There's still a bunch of people who can't average 17 points a game. And yeah. Kobe probably – he can do that. And he would be able to do better if the system was a lot better for him. But you got him doing – as a coach, dude, I'm, I'm saying, Kobe, you're touching the ball on the elbows all the time. That's where you're touching the ball from. Yeah. And it's not just going to be you catching and then trying to go to work. We're setting screens for you, and and if and if they're playing you in a way to where we can't get you the ball off the screens, then that means somebody else is open. That's what they do with Stephen Curry. Right. Yeah, and Kobe's a good enough player that. that he knows how to find. You know what Kobe's there for. He's work. there to sell tickets and to just have that last Laker well, moment. But I don't think you know what I'm initially he was planning on doing it. He's I like, think in his head oh, he really thought it was going to go Yeah, different. I don't think he knows. But now, that, now it, that the reality of it is yeah. there, like, okay. he's, he's jacking the box. And, and honestly, that's why you know he said. He's Jack from Jack in the Box. <laughs> that's why he said. He doesn't really own Jack in the Box. Right, I feel you. <laughs> but that's why he said, if you ask me today, I'm retiring. Yeah. Because as yeah. of the way it's going yeah, now, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. not coming back for this year. Yeah. But, so, and I, I respect that. But Unless he's he already in the season. Like, you know, eight games where he gets 40 in a row. Right. 
It's, it's probably yeah, he's, he's a sideshow act. He's the elephant man right now. But it's all good. I yeah. watched them all go. I yeah. watched them all go. I That's watched it. Jordan fall, fade. It's just, yeah, it's so just you, you actually, got to. Yeah. So you're actually going to watch, you're going to continue to watch Lakers games, huh? Because I know y'all having a hard time that yeah. first week. I, I know what I said. Yeah, it's different now. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna watch. I just can't just fall off like that. But it's, it's <laughs> nah, yeah, it's I don't bad. know why y'all. I, would, I wouldn't respect y'all. You gotta watch tough. it. You gotta it's watch tough. the end of an era, man. Hey, like, look, and mean, I'm over here. I'm on Central Time, and them shits come on at nine. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta stay up late to like, watch man, that. That's yeah. what. Yeah. I watch. I watch. I don't the, like going to bed. I, man, at least watch man. the first half. I watched the Chucky Atkins, Karan Butler. You know, I watched that Lakers group. Smush, Nikki, Smush, Parker group, Nikki V and Elton Campbell. I didn't. I I wasn't really hitting Corey Blunt, Nikki V, Corey like Blunt. Even, even for someone like me, that that's, I've been mistaken for a Kobe hater at times. You you want to see someone go out? Oh yeah. You want to see someone go out? I, you know, I I got it. I have to give my just due. He's he's a great player. And regardless of how you feel about anyone personally, you want to see a person of that caliber go out. Yeah. The way that you know, yeah, a way that's I, befitting I just, of them. I, the thing about Kobe that I respect about him outside of like basketball, especially like now towards the, like the twilight of his career is that he is committed to sinking with the ship. <laughs> That's true. I've been here the whole time. That's I was true. here when it was good and I'm going to be here when it's bad. Yeah. And however, for, you know, good, bad, or, you know, mm-hmm. indifferent, this is how it has to be. This is yeah. this is how yeah. it has to be. And, and $25 million dollars do that for you. Right. <laughs> but you got to, you got to remember, like, I mean, obviously, Due to other reasons, but also Irvin Magic, he came back as well, and and they weren't good. I don't think they didn't make the playoffs, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. They may no. have. They may. What, have. Heavy Magic. Yeah. To my '96 Magic. Yeah, Maybe. they didn't make the playoffs, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but at the end of the High day, T cell like, count Magic. Yeah. At the end of the day, people respect Mag- Magic a certain way, and 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 a lot of it has to do with you know coming and going as a Laker. I think yep. that means a lot to Kobe Bryant. Oh, that means yeah. a lot to to a lot of the the. The real, real Laker fans. Now, yeah. I'm, the reason why I'm saying that is I am a Laker fan, but I am a Phil Jackson, Kobe Bryant fan. That's how I became more of a Laker fan. I wasn't coming up as a youngster, a, Ra- a Laker fan. Hell, when they was getting smashed by the Bulls, we was Bulls fans. you know. <laughs> but it, it's a Phil, it was a Phil Jackson, uh, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen thing, and uh, I'm not afraid to say that. Yeah. Uh, so. And uh, when Kobe goes and feels gone, Uh-oh. I don't, I don't know. Now you know, I don't really know. That's why I, I guess, I guess, See, I'm, I'm still there. I don't really care. I don't care. Cause, I mean, because I started off a Lakers fan. Oh man! I mean, there was the, really there was real. A, there was a time where when I mean, the, I'm not a Bulls when fan. When the Pistons beat the Lakers, like I was crying. Like eighty seven, yeah. Or yes. was it, yeah, and this because dude should. My dad's have... friend was oh, wait, no, no, no. a Pistons fan, and he kept teasing. Me. <laughs> no, <laughs> 89 well, 90, 89, it was 90. The, it was the, the yeah this the because they beat Portland and then they beat the Lakers, right? <laughs> yeah, and um, maybe being bad, reversed, but anyway, time. either way, that dude, my dad's friend, should have he should have uh, what is it uh, got the patent or you know like Pat Riley did on three peat, mm-hmm. he should have did that on back to back with Drake, man, because he the one that came up with that first dog. He came in this boy's face. Now, mind you, my dad is a dad. He's an older man, and his friend was an older man. Yeah. We're little, little kids. <laughs> little kids. His fool came in there and went up to Paris and was like, back to back. Back to back. 
This was uh, the second week of the NBA season for the Not A Game, Not A Game, Not A Game podcast on behalf of the Corner Brothers, Golden in Paris, my boy Christopher Washington. Please say the offer. Christopher Washington um, and myself, Damian. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Let us know what you think about it. I think this was a really good one, and I can't wait for you guys to see what we have in store for next week. Peace. Peace.